You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 21 of the MX Vice Show, presented by 24MX, Europe's largest e-commerce store and your one-stop shop for all things motocross. First of all, thanks to our sponsors, Talon Wheels, Xtrig Triple Clamps, Liat, 20 titanium foot pegs, recluse clutches, Atlas braces for all their continued support. I'm James Burfield, and alongside me is MX Vice editor Lewis Phillips. Hello, you right. Perfect, I am good. Good. And in the studio, as always, is Rob from Jukebox Beats. Lewis, so how are you coping? With what? Just life. That's all right, isn't it? Life away from GPs. My, my drive up to the shithole that you call home is pretty... Um, wow, that's harsh. Yeah, it's pretty eventful last night. But You know, just down the road, there was a pitchfork rebellion. Yeah, shithole. Yeah, so uh, if you start just whatever you're doing, shit-talking mid-somer of the Norton, pitchfork rebellion will be coming around outside your flat. I reckon I'll be able to take on over 60-year-olds. Oh, you're sick. I don't know what's wrong with you. So... Life good? Yes, yeah, right. You? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Oh, good. Yeah. So how are you coping with this, uh, the off-season? I was a bit uh, shaken up because I went on the MXGP website, which I have to do for my work quite a lot, and their little countdown clock caught me by surprise a little bit. Okay. How um, many days? Uh, it was like 130 when I went on there. Right. But obviously, I wasn't expecting to see that information. Yeah. So that was a bit of a stay away from that one in future. But. <laughs> are you still feeling positive about this off-season? Oh, I was never positive about it, but Paris is quite... It's not too far away now. Okay. I've and booked a flight, so... In case you've got something to look yep. forward to. Okay, and uh, how's the gym going? I don't know what you're talking about. What? I don't know what you're talking about. You do- no. You're not going to the gym at the moment? No, you're going to the gym at the moment. Okay. That's you. I've, I've got the conversation the wrong way around. Okay, well, I'm trying to go to the gym at the moment because I've got my, obviously, bike from Kawasaki. Yep. So, um... It's nice and clean. It is. Almost like it hasn't been ridden. It's not because the weather has been pretty bad. I don't know if you've noticed. Really. Yeah, it's um, Storm Lorenzo. Really? That's what it's called. Oh. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with. Okay, I know, I know Lorenzo. That's great. Brilliant. Amazing. I can't believe you know someone with a name. Okay, this week, a few things have happened which we can talk about. 
Yep. Maxime Renown. Yep. MX2, Jackie Martin's old team. Okay, that was a, <laughs> that was a complete mess, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just trying to figure out in my head about what Nestan it's supposed MX. to be called. Nestan MX. Yeah. yeah, okay. With a hyphen in the name. Have we got to say that? Well, no, but it just made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Like, why is there a hyphen there? Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. So what, so what have they done? Nestan hyphen MX? No, that's what they have done. I don't feel like there shouldn't be a hyphen there. No. I think it might be a European thing. It's yeah. like the Americans, when they write a team name, they do like Monster Energy slash Pro Circuit slash Kawasaki. Okay. Like European teams are very confused about that. Maybe they just need to put Dash in. Well, mainly because the European teams can't get more than one title sponsor, so that's probably what a, mm. just a mind-blowing experience for them. But that's interesting, actually. What, have I just, have I just unearthed a little... Yeah, yeah. That. Title sponsor in title sponsor in Europe is just one thing, isn't it? There's quite yeah. a few teams in America with two title sponsors. Yeah, like um, or three even. Like there's a Rocky Mountain ATV MC WPS KTM. Yeah, uh, Red Bull Rockstar was the same, but that's the same as Europe. Oh, Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing, but that was Monster Energy Niche Yamaha Factory Racing uh, two years ago. Yeah, they sell quite a few title sponsor spots. Yeah, and at the end of the day, a lot of those are factory teams. So it's not like, how can the factory teams in America get away with having well, I'm sure multiple can, titles? I'm sure European teams can get away with it. Do you think? Do you think Wilvo's going to have Wilvo in the title? I no, don't reckon not. they will. Yeah. But why shouldn't they? Well, I guess that was the case this year, Monster Energy Wilvo. But then um, I guess that's no different yeah, to having... Um, but yeah, but they weren't a factory team this year. No, but still, with like Rocky Mountain isn't a factory team. What but, was the first example I used? Uh, WPS. No, that oh. was the second example I used. What was the first one I said? What about Troy Lee? Yeah, that's the same. Troy Lee Designs, Red Bull KTM. Yeah. So why can't they have Yamaha, Monster Energy, Wilvo? Well, mainly because those the order of those names is really fucked up. Okay, I'm just saying. Yep. Right, Maxime Renault. What about him? Well, you tell me. What's the news? Yeah, he's resigned with SM Action. And Andrea Adamo? Yeah, but he's only MX250. I thought they might actually bump him up to MX2, but they haven't. Okay. I think Renault was a bit of a confusing one. Because I think there was a few times when we even asked, like, has he got a deal for next year or not? But obviously, I guess he didn't. Or is this just like a... I don't even... Part of me thought that might have just been a polite press release and he was never even meant... Like, his contract was never up. But well, the rumours was he was he wanted more support from Yamaha. Yeah, and he's got that because he's getting a Rinaldi engine. There we go. But I'm guessing, because I was trying to figure this out by myself yesterday, Kimi are becoming a full factory team next year. Yeah. With Rinaldi. And they, they will have Rinaldi technical support. Yeah. So does that mean that... Renault's going to have the same full factory engine as Ben Watson. Kimi are going to have the Rinaldi element, but also this little factory element that, whereas Renault will just have the Rinaldi element and no, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would make sense because he put in the results in 2019. Oh yeah, he's got it. Yeah, it makes sense that he's got it. I'm just interested to see how, I'm just interested to know how close that'll be to what Ben's going to be running. Are you a little and bit And Yago, worried? of course. Are you a little bit worried now about Ben? No. Okay. No need to worry. Okay. How is that bandwagon? That's fine. Yeah. Yep. I've seen a couple of motivational posts mm-hmm. from Ben online. Yep. On Instagram. Yep. Starting young. Starting early. That's the one. <laughs> starting young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starting early. 130 okay. days, but we ready. Yeah. We, we ready. We ready. We ready. We okay. ready. You, yeah. should, you should have a website after that called We Ready. We Ready.com. Mm, I should do. Mm. Okay. But I haven't announced their MXGP rider yet. Or SM Action. Yeah. Well, who did it have in 2019? No one. They're going up to MXGP for the first time. All right. Okay. You do know this? No, I don't. You don't know who it is? No. You were the one who, I think you were the one who told me first. I'm pretty, I'm 99% sure it's Jacoby. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure anyway. Someone told me something else uh, yesterday, but I'm, no, I'm certain it's Jacoby because. Where's some action KTM previously? You're thinking of Silver Action. Maybe it's that one he's going to. Silver Action KTM. Yeah. No, he's going to SM Action. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, there we go. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just catching up. Oh, yeah. good. 
That's good. Yeah, mine's playing. I'm interested as well because uh, Renault obviously had a better engine for the Nations. So I'm wondering if the engine that he's using next year is the one he used at the Nations. And that kind of... Nations I mean, let's be, honest, well. let's be honest, he was a steaming pile of... Who? At the Nations. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's going to put his hand up to that one. Oh, yeah. But he's never, he's not, well, actually I was going to, see, I was just going to fall into the same trap that I try to avoid all the time. Everyone says, oh, he's not a sand rider. He was sixth overall at Lommel. He can ride sand. Yeah. He was just not very good at the nations at all from the very drop of the gate, not even a drop of the gate, from the very start of free practice on Saturday. Pressure. You know what I was mental? Um, the nations was two weeks ago. Feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely feels like a month ago. Yeah. Only two weeks? Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Well, two weeks and like four, three days now, but still. Can you stop touching on that? That's fine. Yeah, I can do that for you. Banging it. Yeah, I can do that for you. I think there was somebody said that when you went on, when you were doing that cheating no, podcast. No, it's because they, yeah, but they thought I was on a microphone like this. I think it was because my phone kept breaking up, apparently. Someone told me. Oh, okay. I had a message on Instagram and it was the first, and the guy obviously thought I already knew. Yeah. And I didn't. Oh. My reply was just very like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, wow. But, um, yeah. That's a shame because I really wanted of all the podcasts I do, I really wanted that one to be perfect. Yeah, because that's obviously more important. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really annoyed that that one didn't work yeah. out. Have you have you had any any other offers yet? Well, I was thinking this actually, doing a little Lewis Phillips year in review. Uh, this year I've done I've done the Pulpamex show. Yeah, in studio. Yeah, I've done the on track off road podcast. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. you cheating on me on that one. Yeah, yeah. Germany. Yeah, I actually walked. Away, I actually was with you and then walked away from you to do that podcast. Yeah. Um. And then I've now done the Race for X podcast. And then obviously this one. Yeah. So I've kind of, like, there's no other, there's not really any other podcasts that I want to go on. And I've kind of hit them all in a year. I mean, no offense to any other podcasters out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I was, been, qu- I was quite happy with that list. I've been pretty busy this year with podcasts and uh, stuff. So cool. Okay, cool. That sounds great. Yeah. So uh, it's good that you're, you're getting these opportunities. Thank you. Yeah. It's good that you're still here as well. Yeah, I know. Still here. So, if what? you've got Renault, yeah. you've got Ben, yeah. and you've got Moose Dyke, yeah. who finishes better next year? Ben, Moose Dyke, or Renault? Oh, I don't know, actually. Three riders. Ben's got two podiums. Renault's got one, and Moose Dyke's got one. So they're all kind of similar as far as career podium finishes. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of, I always think that Ben's got now you know, quite a few years' experience. This is last year. Mm-hmm. But we said that about Adam Sturry last year. Well, yeah, I think, well, I think that was you. <laughs> yeah. Is the pressure going to get to him? No, 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 no. Do you not think? No, there's no, I don't think there's anyone has pressure with that kind of stuff. Really? I don't think, I don't think, I think, because I've put that question to a few riders and I feel like, I always, I always almost feel like I'm making a bigger deal out of it than they even. No, pressure on themselves, not yeah. from other people. No, of course. Yeah. But I always, because I always say that, like, oh, you're freaking out, it's your last year in MX2, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, not really. Just, I guess, if you're focused on the goal, you don't really... Vlanderen said that at Semarang, which was round 12 of 18, at that point, it started to play on his mind a little bit. Like, shit, I've got to leave this. I've only got like six 250 races left. But at the start of the season, it didn't seem like, doesn't even seem like that pops up on riders' radars. Yeah, true. I think... I've got a question. Well, can I answer the last one? Yep. So I would actually say Ben for experience mm-hmm. that... Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Wait, he, no, 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 no. You have, you have been like the biggest moose dyke. Yeah, but I've also seen the good and the bad. Okay. So I've seen him super, super fast. And then I've seen him kind of have a few little mishaps. So um, yeah, I, I am his biggest fan. I'm happy to, to, to put that one out there. I do believe he's going to do very, very well next year. But I also think Renault's going to do well. I think, I think it's going to be close between the three. But I would give Ben the nod just because of that experience. I think, um, yeah. I don't need to say. No, you don't. You know, you don't need to say. Uh, question, you said. Yeah, none of those riders have won a race. Who's the first one? 
No. Can you win a race for the? Can you win the title for the first time in the same year that you win a race for the first time, or do you have to do a year of winning a race to get that out of the way and then have yourself mentally set up to fight for the title? Um, it's a good point because you could say the same about Vial. Vial this year, he won a race. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't win the title. Hey, I think you're. I think you've missed the point completely here. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a question you just posed. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, can you win a race? Is and it win possible? A title in the same- is it possible for a rider like no? Is it possible for a, no? What you think I'm asking if you can win one race? No, 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 no. I'm, it, can you can you sort of win one race and then get into a role of putting the results together and then go on? No, to win not a so title? much that, but like oh. for riders like Ben, Renault, Moosedike. Beaten. Who else have we got in there? Gertz, even. Eh, he won a moto, but still not a GP. Can they go into next year, win and get over the mental hurdle of winning their first GP and also win the, their first title in the same season? Or do you have to go on like this ladder of progression and have a season of winning your first race or winning a couple of races? And then the next year you kind of come in like, okay, now I'm ready to do it. I, th- I think not being disrespectful to those riders... But there's people like, you know, the Roxons, the Muskins, uh, the Hurlins who, who can do that. Yeah, but that was, that was like, eh. yeah, but I'm eh. thinking that yeah, I, but, I, would, I would say those three riders, it would be more of a gradual process. I, but Hurlins turned pro in 2010, won a race his first year, didn't win the title until 2012. Yeah. Okay. Roxon turned pro in 2009, won two with a 2 2, didn't win his first title until 2011. But didn't, didn't Roxon come into season halfway through because he was too young? Yeah, but he still did the full 2010 season and didn't win the title. Oh, okay. But anyway, we've just answered the question. But, this because this is a theory that people like to trot out. My uh, counter is Will Hahn did it in the 2013 East Coast Championship. Won his first race and also went on to win the title in there the same go. season. So it can be done. <laughs> I feel like you're... I feel like you're <laughs> well, you kind of just answered the question twice. You're just... Well, I'm kind of making a debate, but I'm debating with myself because you're just kind of backing whatever. <laughs> Every sentence I say, you just go, yeah, that sounds well, great. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, I come from a data analyst background, so I follow the data. If the data is saying that it can be done, then it can be done. Okay. If the data is saying that it's never been done, then I'll turn around and say... Uh, no. Okay. I didn't realize this podcast was that strict and like follow the rules, but fair enough. That's... But that's how my brain works. Okay. Ones and zeros, buddy. Ones okay. and zeros. It'd be a very boring podcast. I'm surprised we made it to episode 21. Well, I've been telling you, I've been trying to tap out for the evening since episode two. I thought you were finding another host. Do you reckon Weege would consider moving to England to host his podcast with me? Maybe. Do you reckon Adam Wheeler would consider moving to Midsummer Norton to host his podcast with me? I should mm. probably, after I called it a shithole, probably isn't much hope of people wanting to do that now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know why I bother working with you. Why? You're so negative. I'm nice. You just you just called my hometown a shithole. Oh, I was joking. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> well, I, I've been to Worthing. Yep. And to be fair, that's not any fucking better. Uh, but at least we have stuff. What like? Well, you've got like a Tesco's, and I was like, if you're on TripAdvisor, the number one thing to visit is like the supermarket. Yeah. At least we have like attractions. What do you have an attraction? We have a Worthing Eye now. A Worthing Eye. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the only thing, the only thing was attractive to Worthing is is the methadone. I don't know what that is exactly. So um, there we go. Oh, nice, brilliant. Actually, uh, I did see a really good video from Worthing. From Worthing, yeah. and that was. So, I wouldn't say it's a really good video. I'd say it's a bit of an eye opener because it was an, one guy sucking off another guy. Okay, pushing and said it like that. I thought you were going to kind of dance around it a little bit. Like, so. well, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the fact that no, they right, were doing I mean, it in Worthing City Centre. Yeah, eight minutes from my house. Eight, 
Eight minutes from your house, there's two guys in public sucking each other off. You don't get that in Midsummer Norton. Okay. Just saying. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in public, it's not great to see. Brilliant. When you're taking your family out. The funny thing is, you've said that thinking that everyone knows what viral video you're talking about, but there are people from outside the UK, etc., who are not going to have a clue what you're talking about, and they're going to think that you've just been searching videos (laughs) and come across that. (laughs) Yeah, I do a lot of that in my spare time. So you've actually... actually, um, no, it's... Dug yourself a right little holder. Do you know what, though? That's why people know of Worthing, is because of that video. No, because no one knew it was Worthing, I don't think. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it was on, like... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? There we go. So, um, if you're in Europe and you're looking for a place to um, to stay, then, then Worthing sounds great. Get to yeah. meet me. Yeah. It's closed. So, JM Racing is no more. JM Racing no, is no more false. under... <laughs> Uh, the rock star oh. who's far in a banner okay that's correct because we knew this Jesus for a long Christ. time but pro- what was the press release this week well I first found out about it at Matterley and to be fair to Husqvarna soon after Matterley they, they re- released a press release saying that they would be parting ways with Jackie Martins but they had at to the end of the year because it was everywhere yeah but I feel like, like most teams just most manufacturers or people who would put out the press releases just bury their heads in the sand and like yeah. ignore the fact that those rumours are going around oh we did say kudos at the time for yeah so for them to react to yeah. that was so everyone knew it was coming but obviously it was only just announced for it's effectively Jackie's old crew sans Jackie who had taken over so, so this new team. Yep, Nastan MX. Nastan MX. With a hyphen. Kay Hennikins. Yep, is for... Is the I, owner. I actually don't know what his title is. Uh, I think he's... I don't know what he went down as in the press release. Because Rasmus Jorgensen, who's actually really good mates with Roxon, is the team manager, officially. Yep. Oh yeah, he, Kay is the team owner. Team owner, yeah. Because he is Nastan, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So he's always been a sponsor of Jackie. Yeah. Because that's one thing that always people have kind of never... Understood. Yeah, like Jackie was always just the face of the operation. He wasn't the money man or he wasn't the businessman. He was literally just the face of it. Yeah. Like he, which obviously, as we've discussed previously, as you know, as I discussed on the Racer X podcast, having that face that sponsors and fans and riders can relate. Almost like, oh yeah, I know, I remember Jackie. Jackie's cool. Like that helps you kind of get your foot on the ladder a little bit. Yeah. And, and Jackie's previously had teams with other people like uh, Wilvo. Yeah, but even when Wilvo were involved, it was still Nastan. Okay, yeah. Um, standing? Was it Standing? No, no that was Wilvo. That was Wilvo, yeah. I get so confused. Yep. Um, Are you all right today? No, I'm not. I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like there's been a lot of duff hits and I don't think there's been one home run from yet. No, I've got to be honest, I'm struggling. Like, I'm stood on the um, pitcher's mound. Yeah. And the, oh, what do you call him? The ref? I don't know what you call him in baseball. Yeah. It's well, like... The thing is, is uh, you can't burn both ends of like, the candle. It's like, strike so, 34. If, I'm, if I go clubbing every night right. and I'm surrounded by hot women um, in, in clubbing, I'm like 44, but I'm still like a magnet. And obviously I've got a massive cocaine problem yep. right now. You know, with all that and how I turn up every day at 8 o'clock in the morning, I do not know. Do you want to know what... Um, there was a quote in a press release that really struck a chord with me. Like, it proper got to me a little bit. That made me think. Yeah. Uh, Kay, the team owner, in his quote said, as a team manager, Rasmus is young and highly motivated and understands what's needed to succeed in modern day Grand Prix motocross. And I was like, that's the first time, because I've always spoken to people off the record and there's been rumblings of why is Jonas training with Harry Everts? What Harry Everts achieved and did is so far removed from what Jonas is trying to do now. In theory, it is. Tracks are completely different. Bikes are completely different. Styles can like I watched. I said it before, but I watched the 2005 season review DVD, and I could not believe how different the MXGP rider's style was. Careful now, 
Careful now. You're going to upset a lot of people. I just can't believe how different the style was. Because we've all said that GP riders have adapted the American style. But even just going back 14 years ago, I was amazed how different it was. Because you kind of don't notice how big the leap is, do you, if it's slow over year from year? So you're trying to say that the riders in 2005 don't no. have the same skill set as 2019? Okay, not at all. I said style. Right, okay. So the style was different. Like they weren't scrubbing and stuff in 2005. No. And to be fair, scrubbing only just started in America at that point. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of came over here later. Okay. But um, yeah, so like there's been rumblings in the paddock from people who have said stuff like how some older trainers or whatever kind of like are, they're unsure how much they can bring to the plate considering it's just not. Like obviously they've got knowledge on how to manage a race situation and stuff. But Pauls and Harry's kind of different? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that as, that as an example because I've heard someone say it to me. But obviously you've got people like Deruva who's not far removed at all. No. So that works. And we know that works, as I've said previously. And like uh, Cincerello in America with Nick Way. Yeah. Like Nick Way's not far removed at all. So that works. Yeah. But then you've got still some older, older trainers like Everts even, Stefan. He would still work because he was like there for the transition and blah, blah, blah. So Yeah. That quote just kind of resonated with me a little bit because I was like, it's the first time someone's actually come out publicly and kind of made that claim. Now, I don't know if that's a swipe at Jackie a little bit, but it kind of is if you're... If you're saying that Rasmus is... I mean, if... I feel like that's just kind of pointing out the benefit of having Rasmus. Yeah. Which also means it's a benefit of having Rasmus over... But that's not wrong or right. That's just Kay's um, perception. Yeah, of, but I can yeah. understand I can understand where that thought process comes from. Yeah. And if people don't know, Rasmus has been working with uh, Rockstar Husky for three years now as like the team trainer and all of that stuff. So he's been there every week with the right... Like, yeah, working with Olsen. But Olsen and Beaton, this isn't going to be like a new guy walking in. This yeah. is someone who knows them better than Jackie probably ever did. So. Yeah. It's actually, it might even be a more comfortable surrounding for them. Yeah. Because also with having someone like Jackie, maybe sometimes the riders feel a bit intimidated. In what way? Well, just because he's like this old great of the sport. Okay. Whereas like maybe having Rasmus, who they're friendly with and hang out with and train with and everything, it will kind of... Maybe get a transition from practice track to, to racetrack. And yeah, get, maybe, get... or maybe they'll just feel more comfortable like speaking out. I don't know. Just I feel like there's probably some... There's a lot of benefits to come with this. If only we knew a good journalist what could find this information out. What hmm. information is there to find out? Or just everything oh, you just said. Yeah, I need to do it. I was going to actually try and interview Rasmus today, but I'm here doing this. But tomorrow I've got, I'm going to try and interview him. Sorry to put you out. Yeah, it's fine. I also drove three Obviously hours to be here. Obviously, more important podcasts you can do. Why don't you phone in the podcast? Maybe don't even come to the studio anymore. You, that, that'd be a result. You told me that I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> no, I think, we, I think we should after today's podcast. You've oh. been quite unkind to me, so... Well, you, well, you, have, you even admitted you've had a lot of duffits. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So the expectations... You're actually a... holding the bat the wrong way. That's how bad... <laughs> <laughs> what, in my left hand instead of my right hand? No, you're holding like the end that you hit the ball with. Oh, that's how, literally. That's how off you are right now. Do you actually know what a cricket bat is? Do, no, I'm, do, talking do about, I'm talking about baseball. Of course you are, because you're American. Yeah. So, yeah, the Rockstar Husqvarna team, yep. or who's fun our team, going to be based in Lomos, so they're going to be based uh, in yeah, a new workshop. New so workshop. I guess that means Jackie keeps his workshop, which yeah. would have been the previous Husqvarna MX2 workshop. Yeah, and we know that uh, it's a Honda deal. We know... What? What? You're now talking about Jackie. Oh, yeah, sorry. We <laughs> should be talking about Jackie. We should be talking about um, Rockstar oh. Husqvarna. Yeah. <laughs> See? Hit and a miss. <laughs> it's, just, it's just been a hard week. I can't. <laughs> It's just been so tough. Another interesting thing to come from the uh, press release is that Cade Wolf's moving up to EMX 250, which we knew anyway, but there were some raised eyebrows at that considering how young he is. Yeah. But look at the Hurlins, Roxon, 
pattern. You've got to progress that young if you're going to... Because that's like I've said, I've never understood riders who are like... 22 and still in the MX250? No, like 19 and in MXY2 in the British Championship and they're like thinking they're going to make it. It's like, because you, you should have been winning MX2GPs four years ago. Like, you're done. <laughs> wow. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Oh my. Well, I think we'd go for an, a break with the advertisers. Uh thanks for listening. I hope you guys come back next week. Next um, week we've got another You literally yeah, you're literally I think, I think the podcast might be ended now. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Thanks you to our, our advertisers. We're gonna go for for a break. Cheers. Bye. The MX Vice Show. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK, Talon wheels, sprockets, footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. 24MX is Europe's biggest e-commerce store, carrying every product you need for your dirt bike. Their on-site park finder will help you quickly find what you need to upgrade your dirt bike. Don't miss out on the weekly deals with prices that are unprecedented in the industry. Shop today at 24MX.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. So, Lewis, did you like our new adverts? Uh, I haven't listened, but yeah, sure. Brilliant. That's great. Did yep. we use them last week? Yep, we used them last week. Mm. Um, and we get new adverts designed and done all the time. So, Rob in the studio here. He's producing the adverts and putting them all together. So um, if you're a business out there, you like listening to the podcast, we have a crazy amount of downloads um, over the past 12 months. So uh, yeah, and I think this show's going to carry on, maybe growing by one or two people a week. Well, now we've sorted out our issues, we're actually on a consistent streak. What do you mean issues? Well, like we had a, bit, a few issues in the second half of the season, didn't we? Where we had like one week on, two weeks off, two weeks on, three weeks off. Like yeah. Now, we're, this is our third week in a row. Yeah, so uh, any advertising out there, because um, there's obviously great quality content. Yeah, so thanks for those adverts, and hope you like the, the new adverts. And uh, <laughs> Thanks for those adverts, and I yeah. hope you like the adverts. Yeah. Um, I'd like to clear something up. Oh, is it a rash? No, before the break... STD? I, before the break, I said something that you found very funny. Oh. And oh. I'd just like to clear it up, <laughs> because as normal... <laughs> As oh. normal. The oh, no, no. No, as normal, the second the mic no. stops... No, I'll get blamed for this. No, no, no. I will get blamed for this. No one blames you. No, no. The second the mic stopped, he thought I was talking about something else. I said, if you're 19 and in the MXY2 class in Britain... And you and haven't you won still, a GP, you're no, fucked. Yeah, but I meant won a GP. That's a, what you said. Yeah, but I meant won a GP, obviously. This just sounds like you're backtracking. No, no, no. I'm not backtracking at all. If you're 19... If you're going to say something, stand by yeah, it. Yeah, I am. If you're 19 and you're in MXY2, you're not going to make it as a pro, are you? In the international stage. It's too late. You shouldn't be in MXY2 anymore. No, I don't agree. MXY2 in Britain. EMX250? Sure. Yeah. MX2 and you're 20th and you're 19? Sure. Because as you've got four more years in MX2. But if you're in Britain in MXY2 at 19, for leap, in, within four years, you've somehow got to get out of that amateur class in Britain mm-hmm. to onto an international level. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. But could they adapt to a 450 bike better than most people would adapt? But still, if you're, in, if you're 19 and you're in MXY2, that means you haven't been spotted. So what basically what Lewis is okay, saying is if this. anybody is around 19, you haven't made it, you probably no, just want to give up now. Say, so no, because that's what, keep your bike in the garage. That's where, it got, well, that's where you misquote me. Haven't made it. No. 
But if you're that far down the pecking order... I'm 44. Do you I, think I got a chance? I think my mic arm needs a bit of WD-40. No, what you need to do is stop touching the but big it's very black long thing in front of you. It's very squeaky this week. It's never normally this squeaky. It's making a lot of noise. I'm not sure what the problem is. Normally it doesn't move, make a noise when I move it. Right. But yeah, being a nice guy, really. <laughs> Okay, moving on to nice guys, Brian Moreau. Nice guys? Wait, is there something you wanted to nice. say about him as no, well? No, it's just very scary. <laughs> Why? Um, because he's French and intense. No, it's just a bit intense. <laughs> um, Have you ever in- interviewed no. him? No. What, because he's scary? Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Okay, brilliant. So should we move on from him? Nice, right? Okay, TLD is a deal's been announced. I've got to be honest, I'm shocked. I'm I mean, I knew he was going. Yeah. But I'm just shocked that they chose him. It obviously all came from Robert Jonas. Robert Jonas told Tyler Keith that he kind of had to, not had to do it, but apparently the story goes that Robert Jonas told Tyler Keith that there's this French kid and you should watch out for him. I feel like if you're Tyler Keith and Robert Jonas tells you that you should watch out for him, that's basically code for you better sign him. <laughs> I'm guessing. Okay. So, yeah. So Brian Moreau is on the team. Two-year deal as well, which surprised me. Yeah. Although Covington had a two-year deal. So when Brian Moreau comes back asked. next year, are we saying <laughs> that he's just... <laughs> is, is he coming back to MX2? He's not aged out yet, I, is he? You don't even know, do you? No, I was going to make a joke, but maybe not. If it's about underage, then probably no. best not to. We've already gone over the line a few times. I'm not sure how this thing's going to go, but I may already just have a draft on my laptop. What, of resignation? No, a Brian Moreau returns to Bud Racing for MX2 GPs in 2021. Oh, okay. Just in case I need it. Just yeah. break emergency glass. Yeah. I'm not sure how it's going to go. He was all, to be fair, to his credit, he was fifth overall in the amateur all stars at Monster Cup last year. Mm-hmm. I think he went 4 4 in the motos. That's not bad. Yeah. At the same time, that's Monster Cup. He, he showed glimpses of brilliance in yeah, the but GPs, but then he crashed. It never came... Like, the thing that I find confusing about it as well is if a European goes over there, the thing is, oh, just get through Super... Like, Hunter Lawrence. Okay, he's not European, but same thing, because he came from Europe. Yeah, just get through Super... No, because he come from the European racing scene, is what I'm saying. Okay. So if, it's like, just get through Supercross, and then can't wait to see what they're going to do outdoors. Covington had the same thing when he came back from Europe. Lawrence had the same thing, and then Ferrandis previously, and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like automatically Moreau will get slapped with the same sticker, mm-hmm. same bumper sticker, saying the same slogan. Do we know if it's West Coast yet? No. Okay. So I feel like he'll struggle in Supercross. Yeah. And then everyone will be like, well, just wait till outdoors, though. And then outdoors will come, and it will be a bit, mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're just winning fans all the time. <laughs> no, I think he can be solid outdoors, but based on the GPs this year, he's not going to go and be a podium contender, which I think is what, if someone comes from the MX2, MX GP series, I feel like that's what automatically is put on them. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a super cross learning curve. This is a learning curve across the board. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to get at Anaheim 1. I don't know what we're going to get in St. Louis. I don't know what we're going to get at Washougal. Maybe Washougal will be good because it's slick and maybe that's a bit better for him. But okay, I don't know what we're going to get at Thunder Valley. It's the most wild, most unpredictable signing for a factory team probably in quite a while. Ever? No, maybe not ever. Okay. But yeah, so I'm interested. He's running number 104, which looks trick. Okay. So I like that. Right. But is it a bit early for him to go? I think so. I think he could have I done have many with having qu- a solid year of finishing and running top Just five. Just maybe finishing some motos. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Like, is it too early for him? Do you think he's going to be upside down a lot? Questions like that. Is it too early for him? Should I have said? Lots of questions running through my mind right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, here's one for you. Who finishes uh, ahead? Brian Moreau or Sanai? I highly predict they'll be on different coasts, but Sanai all day. All day. All day. All day. All day. That's what makes the signing a little bit more peculiar. 
What, where Darian's basically doing a private like, They could, they could have getting, Darian Sinai. Yeah. They could have Max Anstey. Yeah. And insert name here. They could have had Jacob Hayes. Yeah. Like, that would have been a better option, I think. Yeah. Mitch Waldenberg, okay, he was there previously, but he hasn't got anything. But I guess it's one of those things where more and more teams are rolling the dice on younger stars, hoping that it's going to lead somewhere. And I wish Brian all the luck in the world, and I hope it, I hope it works out for him. I look forward to seeing him in California in January. Why are you smiling as you're saying that? I'm not smiling. Okay. Good luck, Brian. Cool. Yeah, good luck, Brian. Yeah. Any more interesting news this, this week? Uh, Geben? Yep. We've had an announcement. Yep. Colour of bike? Nope. Just that they're leaving Kawasaki. Okay, so I'm not supposed to say that then? No. Nope. That was quite good. I nope. didn't say that. Oh, well, I guess you can. Well, you can say that bit. Well, it's, they're going Yamaha. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody knows. I yeah. mean, a lot of stuff on here, what we talk about, predominantly everybody knows online. Yeah. But we, it's, we can't it's frowned about upon it. if we, we talk about it as MX Vice. Yeah. Right now it's Wednesday afternoon, 2pm, and I'm sat staring at my laptop waiting for the, cam- uh, the calendar to come out. The camera. I know where the first round is and it's huge, but I can't talk about it until I see that calendar in person. Because otherwise I will get a... Slap on wrist. Yeah. And it's like, and then I wouldn't, people will stop trusting me with my, their information and, and stuff And there'd be like no that. chance of getting a calendar and, again. Yeah, and then here we go, so... Yes, yeah, so we have to be careful. But we're thinking three riders on that team. On Gibbon. Yeah. yeah. And we're thinking Lupino's there. Yep. And we're thinking... Another great rider. Yeah. Who will get people excited. Yeah. Um, and then another great a, rider. Can I say making a comeback? Right, allowed to say that? Yeah. Yeah, so making a comeback to MXGP. Well, that gave it away. No, not really. <laughs> Should have um, left it and making a comeback because that could have meant injury or anything. Making a comeback to MXGP means they're coming from somewhere else. Mm, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think Marvin Muscan on that team would be great. <laughs> Don't say that because <laughs> people would take that seriously and think that we know nothing. Okay. All right, yeah, it's, it's definitely not Marvin. Also, um, we're, we're hearing that possibly a third rider who was looking for a ride is possibly got the nod on that one. I've got to say, it was close for Tommy to go to Gebbin this year instead yeah. of Boss. But they chose Lupino, didn't they? No. They chose Patrell because Patrell bought beer oh, money. Oh, that's right, yeah. But I feel like Gebbin maybe doesn't get the credit they deserve for what a good team they are. Well, you were really surprised by the professional yeah, a, um, appearance, for little, one. I had a little nose around, a little gander, and... Um, it looks really like really good. Trucks yeah. all nice and shiny. Like, and you're a hard person to I'm impress. I'm a hard person to impress. Yeah. And I was like, oh fucking hell, they're actually like pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. Bikes seem good. They get hole shots. Yeah. Seem to know what they're doing. Got I think, got all their ducks. Lewis, Lewis Phillips, um, nod of approval. Got all their ducks in a row because they make it to the flyaways each year, no matter what. Yeah. Hmm. I uh. Yeah, I you're think starting good, to become th- a fan, aren't you? I think it's a good spot for the two riders who, and I imagine with this extra support from Yamaha, they're going to go even. Yeah. yeah, because they were never close to being the factory Kawasaki team no. or like that level of support team like they will be at Yamaha. Yeah, in a way, they've kind of they're going to be replacing Wilvo. Yeah, but not to the degree that Wilvo, because Wilvo, in a way, you would never expect a team to be in Wilvo's position that they have been the last two years or three years to be that jumped up and insanely spectacular. Yeah, but the quality of riders they've got. Yeah. Uh... Uh, yeah, no, they're not going to have the names like Gautier or Paul. No. But also... But they're going to have people who are results, starting. Yeah, and no, but the results should match up because the name of Gautier Paul doesn't necessarily match up with the results that he's getting at the moment. Yeah, but they've possibly... Whereas the possibly name got, of the riders they're getting, the results are higher, so it meets in yeah, the middle. Yeah, but they've possibly got two, two riders who are going to be the first time in MXGP and, and are exciting. Yeah. So they could go... <laughs> no, I don't think they will. No, I was joking. I just made that noise because it made me laugh. Okay, maybe, um, yeah. maybe get it as a soundbite. I'm a big for I'm next a, week. I'm a big fan of the Gebbin team for next year. Their free riders, I think it's going to be pretty decent. Yeah. Lupe, I tell you what, Lupino. What have I told you about Lupino? He's so good. 
He's a good writer. You just touched the yeah, microphone see, again. Did you not hear that? I reckon a screw's loose or something. He, um, there is a screw loose, but it's not in the microphone. I'll tell you what, Lupino's played a bit of a blinder. Why? He just so happened to have a contract with a team for next year, and they're kind of just taking a step up. And a rider like Lupino, you could argue that maybe he would have been on the outside looking in, especially nah, in this tough, silly no season climate. I think he's been... Uh... He's kind of stealthily come good the last couple of years. I mean, he's put in some solid rides. He seems to have He's just been unlucky with the injury. For f- that was my knee. I'm oh, sorry. Can't, look, Rob, have I moved? I don't, I don't fucking move on this show. I, you're not doing I, anything. You're basically dead over there. I'm the one who's doing nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? Having a stroke or something? No, I'm trying to keep lively because you're barely bringing your heat tonight. You're twisting your... T- tonight? It's the day. It's no, afternoon. No, there's no windows in this room. It's like a Vegas casino. That's not even... I, I actually am getting close to wanting out of this. If there is any hosts out there who, who want to take my place, do it, because he's doing my fucking head in. There was a lot of people last week that said we argued a lot on last week's show, and I genuinely don't remember disagreeing with you at all on last week's show. Well, it just, it just all feels the same oh, okay. thing every day. <laughs> I don't know, because when I saw those tweets, I was like, I don't even remember disagreeing with you. If you think this is bad, you should see us in a car where we can't get out for 100 miles. That's not fun. You just fucking touch yeah, it. I, I swear to God, once we go to break, I'm going to show you, because there's definitely something... I, I, I'll show you something else in break. Normally it glides. Right, let's talk about Monster Energy Cup. That's coming up this week. Okay, it's coming up this week. And you're not there. I'm not there. How are you feeling about that? I'm all right. Yeah? That's all right. We'll get over it. I'll just wake up at 3 a.m. You will, won't you? You're probably. not even joking. No, I probably will. You, you probably will. Not got much else to do, have I? Oh, there's lots more things you could be doing at 3 a.m. I'll have to get the results up anyway, won't I? So it's easier. Like, it's like, at least then I can get the results up sh- straight away for people. Okay. I mean, I've never been to Vegas for oh. Monster Energy Cup, but I l- I've been to Vegas, obviously, lots of times. No, last year was my place. first year at the Monster Energy Cup, and it was like the best day of my life. Is it just walking around and you see Matt across people everywhere? Well, yeah, but same as Anaheim 1. No, but actually on the strip, you dickhead. Oh, uh, I wouldn't know. I was in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can't help you with that one, I'm afraid, mate. <laughs> Why do I bother? I, um, saw, I saw Max Anstey last year because I gave him a lift to the track. Okay. So I saw him. Right. That was about it. I didn't really, okay. see I didn't really go on a strip. Yeah, maybe I'll ask some normal people. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it is like that, though. Okay, so we've got two Europeans there. Yep. Tixier. Yep. Geyser. Yep. Brian Moreau, no. No, no, no. He's not going to go in there. And... No, 250s don't go, do they? It's 450s mainly. mainly. Hey, put them on one. <laughs> that will go well. Um, so what's your... <laughs> <laughs> so top three. It's actually... I wouldn't say it's looking weak, but it's not the strongest Monster Cup lineup. Who have we got that you've ever seen? That's an interesting question that I wasn't prepared for. So let me just pull up the pre-entry list quickly. Yeah, cool. Well, wait. We've got Eli Tomac, Karen Plessinger, Cincerello, which Karen? is... Karen? Who's Karen Plessinger? Aaron. Oh, okay. Cincerello, which is exciting. Yeah. Like, that is actually probably the main reason I'll be tuning in. Yeah. Uh, Dean Wilson, Chad Reed on a Honda. We mm-hmm. now know he's riding a CBMD. Yep. Or it, uh, yeah. C, or is it CMBD? No, CBDMD. CBMD. CBDMD. Is it five letters? Fuck that. I don't oh. know. Uh, we've got Malcolm Stewart. That's exciting. I've heard that he's flying at the moment. Cool. Uh, Tyler Bowers. Benny Bloss. He's riding for Rocky Mountain for the final time. Okay. Quite cool of them to give him a bike for the Monster Cup so he can show his stuff a little bit. Very cool. Justin Barsha. Yeah. Who remembers that he won Anaheim 1? Seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, that, that feels like it was 2018. Yeah, he's out for redemption because yep. ever since then, it's kind of gone. <laughs> you just love that idea. <laughs> and then, yeah, we've got privateers, etc. No one But that's the main riders. Yeah, that's the main riders. Michael Essie on a YZ325. Cool. I was expecting you to be more shocked at that. No, not really. Just... You don't really care, do you? No, I don't care. <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah, Tomac should. The AC1 is the exciting yeah. thing. But Tom, really, on paper, if Tomac doesn't win the million, it'll be a surprise. Really? Well, Cincerello could beat him. Mm-hmm. But what else is there? Okay. 
Wilson looks really good. Will he beat Tomac? I don't know. Funny though, isn't it? We say that about Wilson and Tomac. Who can forget the 2012 West Coast series? Yeah, who could? <laughs> like those two were like bar to bar. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. Yeah, different career paths, eh? Wow. But yeah, Geyser. Anyway, I didn't even mention Geyser when I said he was there, did I? Oh yeah, so you don't think he's going to be uh, pushing Tomac all the way? What do you think about Geyser doing Monster Cup? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited and scared. He looks all right in his practice videos. Yeah. But then he looks... I'll tell you what... But there again, at the um, SMX thing, he looked good. Yeah, but that's not... Yeah, I know, that it's didn't not. Even, that didn't even have a rhythm section. Yeah, but I'm just saying that. that was, he, he looked good. Okay. But I'm gonna, and he's, he's, he's capable, I'm, I'm going to discard the that answer. The guy's a two-time world champion. Well, what um, or caught me off guard is what I was looking back at his previous results at Monster Cup earlier this week. When he went in 2017, he was sixth in practice. And it's like, I was like, oh, God, I don't remember that. Because like, you obviously remember the crash and the DNF and yeah. all of that. So if he was sixth in practice then, and in a deeper field too, then fair play. Yeah. I've, uh, he's if just he, got if to stay he finishes upright. top eight, you know, that's a good result. Yeah, he'll, he's just got to stay upright, really, because at the end of the day, I don't know what... Is he trying to prove something? I don't think so. I think he's just doing it for fun, isn't he? But like, like some riders, some European riders would do it with the hope of proving some of themselves so they can get a deal in the USA. Gotiza wants to go to America, but I don't really feel like that's what he's there for. Mainly because I feel like if he really wanted to go to the USA, he could probably sort something out with his HRC contract. I th- well, I think you told me a few years ago that there was an option in there to oh, go no. to America. Didn't some? I swear someone told me at the start of the year that he was going soon. But then everyone says that every year. It's like, yeah, bored. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought, I can't remember who you've spoken to, but I thought there was a, a, there was a clause in his contract which said that he remains on Honda, but he could be anywhere on Honda. Oh, yeah, no, that was his 2015 deal, but he was announced a lot more in 2015. Oh, okay. It was basically like a worldwide HRC deal. Okay. Which was just like a fancy way of saying you're a HRC rider. Yeah. Because that's Roxon's a HRC rider worldwide. If he decides he wants to do a GP, then he's going to be on HRC bike. Isn't he? Yeah, which would be cool. Yeah. Fair play to him for doing it, I guess. Yeah. And how do you think Tixier is going to go? Well, I didn't think he was going to qualify, but after seeing the entry list, I now think he'll probably just. Okay. I'll be, if Tixier beats Geyser, will that be big news? Or not really? Not really. No, because I guess Tixier, Tixier does have more experience. Yeah, if Tixier beats, beats Wilson, that's big news. Okay, thank you for that. No worries. I'm here all day. Yeah, I was thinking about it as well. Like, it's weird that Geyser does Monster Cup and stuff like that, but never tries to do Paris or Geneva. I guess it makes sense because Paris is so far removed from the MXGP season that he would have to keep training for another seven weeks. Almost similar to the nations for the American riders. Yeah. That's kind of like, because Monster Cup is three weeks after the nations. You move the nations three weeks after the nationals, that's close enough where it's like not as much of a drag. Yeah. But Paris is like that much further where for guys are to continue training that long, similar to the American riders for the nations, it wouldn't make sense, especially for a race like Paris. For the nations, it's more of a draw, but for Paris, yeah. unless of course you're going to get some of the big start money, like 250, like some riders got back in the day. I was going to ask you uh, what your thoughts on this subject, because obviously the, the nations has been, you know, the last three years have been rain, unlucky, blah, 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 we know. And then obviously the Americans and, and they've got a point when they're saying, you know, six to eight weeks later, you know, we haven't, we haven't rode, you know, that time race ready and all that, blah, blah, blah. What is actually stopping the nations from being earlier? That it really doesn't have the GPs have to end. It doesn't. So you could actually, if you're going to carry on the GP, all you do is literally just, you could have a GP then Nations and then their GP. No, no. Why? No, no. Why could you not put the Nations two GPs before? No. Why not? No. Why? No. 
That's just like saying, oh, let's continue in print media. No, because no. print's all I, is the better. Okay, brilliant. Um, Herlins, congrats, mate. You're on your way to your first MXGP title. Yeah. Good work. You've got to do Nations two weeks before. Wait, what? Huh? I'm on, I'm on, I'm on route to get like millions in bonuses from KGM. Yeah, you've got to ride for your country. Oh, how much am I getting for that? Yeah, free. But what if I get injured? Ah, well. And? Like, no he, one... He could suddenly, go out practicing sudden, and get injured. Suddenly, MXGP riders will stop doing the Nations then because they'll, they'll be too... Or, okay, if they don't stop doing it, they wouldn't... There'd just constantly be this excuse of, well, Erlins, he has got a championship in it, so it's not surprising he finished fourth. And also, as Ustream's product, it's kind of an end-of-season product. Okay. It's no, kind of, I, I get it. I'm just asking the it, question. It wouldn't, why, be, a, it why? wouldn't be as exciting at all because it would just be another GP. The same structure nestled into the calendar. It's just an additional GP that's not for points. Okay. Custom gear and everything, would that really Great. work? Thank, thanks for making me so unexcited about the Nations. How? By saying it's just another GP. No, I'm saying it would be if it was in the middle of the season. I know. Or two just, GPs from the end. I, all I asked ask was your opinion. I didn't really want you to poo-poo in, it's exciting. In it's exciting at the end of the year because you're building up to it, you're building up to it, and it's like, oh, the GPs are over, but we've got the Nations. Yeah. So that's how, that's how it works as you've streamed product and stuff. The crowds wouldn't be as big, no doubt in my mind. And also, what are you going to do for those two GPs after? Because all the crowd are going to be at the Nations a week before, and then they've got to go to Imola. Well, no, just send them to China. No one cares. But, okay, how's that going to work then? Well, just do two GPs in China. No one, no no, one cares. How's that going no to work? Okay, how's that, how's that going to work? Actually, they had 25,000 fans this year. Yeah. How's that going to work then? So, what uh, they last like? two GPs in, are in China. Nations is a week before the first China one. Teams have got, yeah, teams, uh, we need you to do custom graphics, custom parts, all of that fun stuff for the Nations. By the way, you've also got to send some bikes to China. I wish I never even asked you. Now. Well, what stupid, I just can't believe you're one of the people who's asked that question. I'm not one of the people. I just stupid. said. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you today? Stupid. You know what? I really dislike you. Get back in your box. Yeah. That, yeah. No, I, no. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Why would we ever do that? Yeah, why would we? Right, okay. Um, I'd love to, you know what, I'd love to, I wouldn't ever do this, but I'd love to ask David Longo that question because 100% he would look at me like I'm insane, but I would never put that to him because he would think I'm being serious and I don't want that, I don't want my credibility to, to be tarnished like yours just has been. Oh, don't worry, because <laughs> next time I see um, David, I'll just say, oh, Lewis come up with this um, idea on the podcast show. <laughs> and given that he doesn't listen to it, I just think you're right, dick. But there's not going to be one person who agrees with you on that. I, I don't expect there is. I was just asking the question. Okay. <laughs> just a debate, you know. Anyway, uh, we're going to go for a little break, a couple more adverts, and then we'll be back with MX Vice questions. And hopefully the calendar if it's released. <laughs> if it's released. The, the MX Vice Show. 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 24MX is Europe's biggest e-commerce store carrying every product you need for your dirt bike. Their on-site part finder will help you to quickly find what you need to upgrade your dirt bike. Don't miss out on the weekly deals with prices that are unprecedented in the industry. Shop today at 24MX.com. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK, Talon wheels, sprockets, footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Thanks to our advertisers. Uh, now my favorite section of the show. Ask MX Vice. No. Ask well, Vice anything. Brilliant. Ask Vice anything. Pretty much the same thing, just, just a shortened version. Uh, it's a bit more snappy, exciting, you know. 
Okay. Uh, Do we get any questions this week? Yep, 20. I've chosen 20. I've had to, unfortunately, I've had to leave some out. Okay. For what reasons? Just quality control. Oh, okay. But if you didn't make the cut, just keep on drawing. Okay. So, yeah. Trying to do better next time for Lewis. Yep. I think that's what he's trying to say. Okay. First question. Okay. Is this, who's this from? This is from a new person. We've never had a question from this person before. Oh. Yeah, so it's always good to see some new names. Yep, like that. Um, at Jimbaruni D on Twitter. Ha! <laughs> I know that guy. Said, what position do you predict Tim Geyser will finish at the Monster Energy Cup? No waffle, I want a number. DNF. It's not a number, he wants a number. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go... <laughs> uh, eight. So you, went, so you went from DNF to eight. <laughs> yeah. So basically you're just saying random things, aren't you? Well, if I can't say that, he's going to crash. Well, no, but that would be 20 seconds then, if you think he's going to DNF. Uh, okay, twelve. There's just no thinking behind your finger. Just go in twelve. I'll go. Um, I'll go ninth overall. I reckon he'll go something like thirteen. No, I reckon he'll go something like fourteen, seven, ten. Okay, in the three main events. Right, cool. At CR Dory, hey Colin, said I would. I would say the most informed riders in the second half of the season after Tim were Coldenoff, Seward, and Jonas, finishing second, third, and sixth, four points from fifth. They all had quiet off seasons due to injury and illness, but finished strong. Coincidence or down to others getting injured? This is interesting because I thought about this the other day. Injuries were terrible this year. Very bad. Everyone got injured. But, ah, oh, Sewer got second in the championship because he didn't get injured. Coldenoff got third in the championship because he didn't get injured. He was there. Uh, Jonas, yeah, he wasn't. He was, oh, he was there. He managed to pick up some podiums because he was there. Even those riders were injured this year. It just so happened that they weren't. Yeah, but they were injured during races. But yeah, they were injured yeah. at the start of the but, season. So and if it took them three or four so if you GPs look at to get into the span. Just cut me off. Yeah, yeah but the end, because you were screaming with me. <laughs> you were arguing with me about my own point. Brilliant. Um, Again, I'm not sure why. I'm <laughs> so if you look at the. Why don't we just call it a Lewis Phillips if you look podcast? At, well, there is a question that says that they might want that. Um, <laughs> um, Which just happened to be chosen by you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so if you look at the 12-month span, the injuries are even worse because Coldenoff Sewers and the Jonases of the world were even... You think they got through unscathed? No, no, no. Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. They, may, they, they too were struck down. By the injury curse. Yeah, so, yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, they're probably strongest in the second half of the season because of injuries. Like, Because otherwise there would have been the Hurlins and the Crowley. It's not like Sewer and Coldenoff would have overtaken those riders. Like I've said a few times, Sewer was even realistic about that and said his golfer this year was top five. So he's happy because he finished second. And if you add in Hurlings, Crowley, and DeSalle, three riders who you'd think would be ahead of him, he's still fifth. So, yeah. Chris United 93 any update on Tommy? Is there any truth to the link to a return to Dixon on a 450 team with Tommy and Max? That would be sick for the national scene. No. No. Tommy is out of GPs. I don't think we can say that. Can we, oh, oh, yeah, no, he's, he, he's out of GPs. Um, oh, yeah, he said that even in our interview after Landry. Yeah. yeah, he's out of GPs. Yeah. yeah, he's out of GPs. He's took a deal. He's done a deal. Yep. We know that a deal's imminent. Announced Sunday, I think. Yeah. And it's not on a white bike. Okay. It's not on a yellow bike. It's not on a orange bike. It's not on a green bike. Okay, you missed out two colours there. I know, but I have, oh. to, I have to leave a couple in there. Okay. I? Right. I'd always people just guess it straight yeah. away. But again, everybody, you know, if you go onto forums and you go online. Is it people... on a mix of yellow and blue bike? Sherco? Gas, gas. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tommy would really embrace the enduro scene. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of know where it Wait, where... wait. <laughs> what? Can we use MX Vice money 
to pay Tommy to do Erzberg as an MX Vice rider <laughs> and then follow him <laughs> and then oh follow him for the weekend. Oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> that would just be hilarious. It would be the best thing ever. Yeah. Maybe we should just do shit like that next year. It's just uh, take, take, take some money and just uh, do, do silly stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be at GPs. It's but... like jackass for motocross. Yeah. At Kyolati. Kyolati. Something like that. Costa cost Coffee. said, will Jackie Martins keep doing the GPs? Yes. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And we know it's going to be on a red bike. We think. Okay. We've... I told you, we've heard of saying otherwise now, so I'm not 100%. Uh, oh, no, no. Oh, I've not told you. What? Oh, uh, probably should have told you that before the podcast. Oh, jeez. But his, his riders are rumoured to be Libra and Guido. Yeah, and that's happening, and it's, and it's going to be on Honda. Okay, that's good, because I said rumoured to be, which means I can't get in trouble, and then James just comes in with, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> I say rumoured, because that means um, people say, oh, why did you say oh. that? I, say, I didn't say it was true. Oh, I see where you're going now. Yes, so I'd like to say that the rumours are... Are rumours. The, ru- the rumours yeah. are, yeah, um, in the right direction. Jamie Colbrook okay. says, can you please, for the love of God, find out what Anstey is doing? This has gone on too long. Listen, Jamie... <laughs> <laughs> He's very protective, Jamie. No, Jamie sent in the question last week about finding out what Mags Hansen is doing when I literally sat here and said he was hoping to get a ride with JGR. I think he'll still be in GPs. but Maybe he missed that one. I reckon Jamie doesn't realise he's sending in questions for a podcast show. Oh. I reckon he's just wondering why... I reckon he's leaving questions on Facebook and wondering why the hell they aren't getting answers. Oh. Well, give Jamie a link to the podcast show. <laughs> That'd be what that'd be wise, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know, because I don't want to don't want to patronize the guy. Well, if you're just, listening, Jamie, thanks for making it on. Yeah. Well, maybe just explain to him that and um, we've brought your we've answered your question <laughs> I mean, now twice. Like, but you've actually got some more news about um I can't say. No, I know you can't say, but potentially Max is looking at other options. Yeah, there's a, a new um It's a, not like he's just waiting, he's actually trying the, to make things happen. There was two options. One in America and one in GPs, and now a third option has presented itself. Enjoro? No. Um, <laughs> Max is on his way to America right now, but because he's getting married. Yeah. So actually, yeah, because 100% someone's going to see those stories and be like, oh my God, yeah. are you doing Monster Cup? Yeah. Oh my God, what coast are you riding? Like, yeah. Well, you don't know. Hmm. Yeah, you seem like you have something else to say. No, no, I'm good. Oh, okay. no, I'm good. Uh, Mick Powell said, how much does the Suzuki MotoGP effort affect for motocross side in Europe and the USA? Mega up-to-date race-winning MotoGP effort and can't get a bike on the line in several pro MX champions. It's a weird one. I... <laughs> Thanks. No, it's... it's, it's Thanks. I think everybody's talking about, it. you know, the, the whole thing about the contract coming back in, in 2021. Are they actually going to... See, that would, have, that would have made sense, but they're, again, if they're, if they're reducing or reining back their expenditure in motocross in America, that doesn't make sense with mm. what's currently happening in Europe. So, we're in times. Maybe they're just going to stick to a Vitara. <laughs> yeah, uh, supposedly Suzuki are going to pull out a JGR at the end of 2020 because that's when their contract's up and Suzuki won't even field an AMA team. Whenever I think of somebody saying pulling out, it's, you know, it's okay, like... Brilliant. But this isn't, this isn't, this MotoGP thing isn't just a um, Suzuki thing. Like, K- there's constantly rumours going around that KTM are going to cut back their MXGP budget. budget. Budget because they need some for mo- they need some of it for MotoGP. So. Yeah, because they're going to sign a big signing. But I was thinking about this, and this is a question for you. Okay, I don't expect much back from you in return, but Great. hey, let's see what happens. Okay, Suzuki obviously put a lot into MotoGP. Yeah, they don't sell MotoGP bikes because we can't go out and race MotoGP, but they can sell road bikes. 
So that's yeah. I'm guessing that's what they correlate the two with. Like yeah. if we win MotoGP on Sunday, then we'll sell a road bike to Jim who's riding to work on Monday. On his DT125. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. So do you think there's a bigger return from spending that much on MotoGP? And, then, and do you think they sell that much road bikes to match that? Or do you think they could put in half the budget they put into MotoGP into a solid motocross team, updating their bike, and then in a market where actually you can sell quite a lot of motocross bikes, and they actually race, there's bigger correlation there. Do you think they could actually get more of a return from motocross if they actually open their eyes a little bit? No. Okay. No, just because the road bike market is, is just ridiculously big compared to motocross. Okay. The only time, and I still believe this, the only time that um, motocross will... Is the road bike market that big? Yes. Oh. You, you've been to Thailand, yeah? Yeah, they're all pits. Yeah, and well, they're still fucking bike, aren't they? And? Oh my God. The jammy fuckers. They're putting five of them on one ped. They're cheating the system. Instead of buying five peds. <laughs> one thing which, if you've ever been to Thailand, one of the most amazing things about Thailand is they actually build their own bikes. So not only do they get a bike, but then they build a sidecar. And a sidecar is made out of wood. It's amazing. Yeah, it's cheating the system. Yeah, and then they've got like kids on there, dogs, you do know, they go people they love on there, on, you, a, on a wooden trailer. Do you reckon they go into the local dealer? And the guy's like, oh, yes, I uh, see you have a family of five here, sir. Uh, here's uh, five mopeds. And the guy's like, no, <laughs> I think we need only need one, thank you. <laughs> and then starts just puzzle, puzzling his people onto it. Like, yep, see? Family. Yeah. Be not people. Oh. Yeah, it's a good, good, good question. However, when you start looking at, um, at, you know, the amount of mopeds and bikes sold in Italy and in Thailand and everywhere, basically, it's a lot of road bikes compared. But going back to my thing, I think when, whether or not you like it, when electric bikes come in, I think that is going to be the biggest growth ever to happen for motocross because the bikes become affordable. Mm. There's less engine maintenance and everything mm -hmm. else. And we've got no noise restrictions. Mm -hmm. So you can set up a frigging GP uh, track in the, next to the local village hall and no one can do anything about it if you ride it 13 times a year. Except for the fact that you're still using grass and land so you're destroying the agriculture. No, it's just pasture filled. It's a, you know, I'll just, I'll just kind of... No, no, you haven't, oh, you okay. dick. Honestly. I'll just next thought, question. I've just thought, but you've just said a lot there, and that might be the most you've contributed to this podcast. And I've realized why you haven't said much. Because I haven't said the words, JWR. <laughs> You're such a prick. Can we um, move um, on? Because I'm having a good day, and then I come on this podcast show, and then it just goes bad. <laughs> Phil G said, do you think the world will fall off its axis if Tim Geiser stops Tomac winning the million at Monster Cup? Agreed it's unlikely, but stranger things have happened. I'd fall off my chair right now. I doubt you'll watch it, will you? No. You go check the results? Yeah. Oh. Will it be posted on MX Vice? Yeah. I'm not okay. sure what time. Depends if I wake up at 3 a.m. Well, it depends because uh, I could go on to other websites and get it yeah. quicker if you want. Maybe I should wake up at 3. Well, it's up to you. It's, it's you know, it's kind of, it's not, it's because it's, it's like a bit of a hobby. Oh. So if this was just your job. I should have gone. Well, I'm not saying anything. But, I should have gone, shouldn't yeah. I? It's just hit me. Yeah. I think so. Um, next question. No, we didn't even answer that. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, I think oh, we I would be super surprised, wouldn't we? I'd fall off my chair yeah. right now. I mean, he doesn't have to stop him winning the million by beating him. He could stop him, stop him winning the million by falling down. I've got to be honest, I'm going to pull out of it now. There's more chance of me growing a vagina in the next week than guys has got of, of winning all three races at MEC. Really? Yeah. Drew Lambert. So if I was sat here in a week's time and a vagina popped up, I'd be really fucking surprised. Drew Lambert, how well would Tim Geiser do at the MEC? <laughs> and you fielded these questions. <laughs> huh? Because it feels like this is the third question. <laughs> which is No, like I just thought it was funny after what you just said. Yeah, we've kind of had that. At NR235 underscore. 
How well was him guys affair in the MEC? Oh, I copied that twice. If if you've <laughs> um, noticed in his podcast show that oh. Lewis is, uh, you know, a little bit excited, new lease of life, a bit cocky, it's because he's given up Monster Energy and Coke. He has been drinking water for a week. I've got, um, oh yeah, I'm full of life. Um, I've got NR2235's question correct now. The future of Dylan Walsh, question mark. Okay, and we've heard different things. Yep. Do you want to talk? I don't really know what to say. At one point, I heard he was going to do a British deal, and then at other times, I've heard he's going to do a, a GP deal, and then I've heard he's going to do a EMX deal. Like, don't know. Yeah. Seems to be a lot of cards on the table at the moment. Yeah. I think he's not short of offers, but... Um, it's but none of them are necessarily the... the right one. No. It's kind of choosing your poison a little bit. Maybe that's not the greatest way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> choosing your death sentence, because no, one like, of them's going to equal no, it. No, because I feel like he deserves... I feel like if he got signed for the HRC MX2 ride, I wouldn't even shrug, I wouldn't even bat an eyelid because I'd go, he deserves it. Really? Yep. I think he can be really, really good. Okay, and, and how do you feel he deserves it? I just think he can be really, really good. I see potential. So basically, because Lewis Phillips says mm-hmm. he could be really good, yep. he deserves a HRC ride. Yep. Okay, next question. Brilliant. At R-N-N-W-S-T-L-L. Can you not just say these usernames or, or what? Okay. I get so confused by the time you've... R-N-N-W-T-S-L-L. Uh, it's all capital. I don't think that's a word. There's no vowels in there. What do you think the name is? Runstrill. Well, why don't you message him back and ask him to put a proper name? <laughs> it's the Instagram handle. Okay. It's like a game of countdown, isn't it? Are you... Yep, carry on. As in MX Vice, going to make an MXON recap video? I sent this question to the MX Vice videographer, Sean Ogden. Yep. Who wanted me to explain... But he didn't do an edit from the Nations because he was doing a video for Monster Energy because we had a bit of an MX Vice Monster Energy collab and we're waiting for Monster to now post a video, which is quite cool and something a bit different. So, yeah. Oh, and if you haven't already, subscribe to MX Vice on YouTube because it's actually quite good. You all right, James? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just texting someone. What's happened? Just this really hot chick. Okay. It's just sent me a booby picture. And um, at hru underscore yep. <laughs> says, who has the best chance of improving next year, AJ27 or PJ41? Do you know what? I was really, I was really impressed with Jonas this year. Yeah, same. Really he, impressed. He's, he's going places. Yeah. And we know AJ can do it. I don't know We've what seen AJ's ceiling is. Because like, at the beginning of the year with a stacked field when he was going like fourth overall, fourth overall, fifth overall, fourth overall, was that his ceiling in a stacked field? I, I got, is he going to hate me for saying that? Does I, he still listen? No, I, I think... Um, oh, I can't wait until he punches you in the face. I, uh, me and AJ are tight. Yeah, that's what you think. Uh, he just says that to you, and then when he speaks to me, he's going, Lewis Phillips is such a dick. Um, right. One thing I was going to say is AJ's performance that. in Valkensvard. Oh, yeah, wow. That opened my eyes to actually, is there a ceiling? Because he was, he was so good. So I think if he can go... If he can find that... It was six months. Whatever. But if he can find that... That there is no ceiling. Yeah, but I think this is a frustrating thing for people because there is that in him and it's not really... Realistically, and I think he'll admit this, he should have been on the podium a lot this year. Yeah, I think he had great, great opportunities yeah. this year. Especially with, with the all injuries the injuries and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, when we talk about it. But hey, it's like anything. You've you got to take those opportunities when they, when they come up. That's life and business. At Whitecher424. Wanker. Whitecher. Uh, does TKO swear you sp- have the speed to win the world title? Well, we've already discussed this. I feel like I thought it was a topic worth revisiting. Okay, let's, let's do it again. Lewis, what do you think about um, TKO? <laughs> if he wins a title... Thomas Kerr Olsen, if, he w- if anybody doesn't know. If he wins the title, it'll be of consistency. 
Okay, so because on any given weekend, any other rider can be faster. Olsen, on the other hand, could go free, 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 all year and win the title. His destiny will be determined by the amount of mistakes that other riders make. Oh, oh, that was calculated. You're quite good at this, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You got any thoughts? I, I reckon you'd be quite good as an MXGP commentator. Maybe you should have your own show. Oh, I'm just going to not say anything because I've got a lot of jokes in my head. 100% of them would get me in trouble. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's his title to lose next year. Okay. I think Vial and, and everybody else we've mentioned on the show... Uh, Moose Diet, Renault, Ben, Ben, um, you know, all these young up and coming riders, I think they've got the speed, but it's whether they, they have the consistency to win the championship. And I think, I think you're right. I think, T, I think Tico is, it is his to lose 2020. He's, he's been solid recently, consistency wise. Will he be that solid and consistent when there's a title on the line or will that, will the pressure get to will it? he suddenly become a different rider? Will mm. he fall into that same category of crash? I'll crash or win yeah. for Cal. If you think about it, the way that you've become quite complacent over the last six months, me? where before you were really hungry. And... Wait, me or Olsen? No, no, it's like you, like oh. with your work at MX Vice. So yep. you, you, you were like really hungry in the, in the early days. Yeah, I'm just here. Really. Done everything, and now you just pick up your paycheck. Punching the clock. Yeah, got a bit cocky. 9 a.m. Walk around with massive 5 balls. 5 p.m. Yeah. Yep. Right, next question. Uh, at Slade Smith 737 said, Calvin Vlandrin's plans. Well, we think he could be going... Um, to an MXGP team. Brilliant. So not going to go to an MX2 team, is he? He's aged out. Yep. So that's positive because he could have gone to EMX 450. Which, which isn't been, a thing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's open, isn't it? Yeah, EMX, EMX open. open. Same thing, dick face. So, but we think he's, he's probably got... I, I could message him and find out if, if he's got something sorted. I know he messaged me two weeks ago and asked if a few different places were still looking for really? riders. Yeah. Oh, look at you go. But, uh, yeah, so... I think he's probably got a deal done now, hopefully. Hopefully. But I'll double check. At Travis110, that would be a 110, Woodley said, what do you think the hardest part about being a pro is? Um, I think if you ask any of the pros, Herlins, Caroli, Tommy, Max, Ben, Sewer, Jonas, Jazakonis, Prado, Gertz, Geyser, Flandering, Sterry, Jacoby. I think the hardest part about being a pro is just dealing with me. (laughs) <laughs> I, fucking, I actually second that did you wonder where I was going with that yeah. oh my god I think I'd probably say that as well um, I tell you what I've been going to the gym lately brilliant and I know you have I have not okay um, but you have but one thing I've got to say why is, would that come into this because I went to the gym on Friday and I've literally done it twice like three you're times in a say, week you're going to say it was hard so it must be hard for them aren't you no I just I was just there and I just thought what the fuck am I doing well, and you're then not I, a all, I, all I've done, yeah, I know, but they must have this mindset of like, oh, I can just skip to Yeah, but you're coming off the couch. They're actually like hungry. But I was hungry. I wanted jam donuts. <laughs> oh. And I actually thought I could be have, at home having a cup of tea and jam donuts and no, I'm fucking running like a twat for 10 minutes. What, did you go on a treadmill? <laughs> yeah, I like treadmills. <laughs> oh, funny. Right, next question. Ryan G437 said, early prediction on who will be the best MXGP rookie next year, excluding Prado. <laughs> oh, MSGP. Oh, literally. <laughs> literally the worst, I reckon. Yeah. Like I said, I fucking... Do, do you know what? I don't like you, and I don't, I don't really want to do this podcast show anymore. That has nothing... This has nothing to do with me. You just made a mistake on your own accord. I didn't even say anything. Yeah, but it's just you're there <laughs> to mock me um, at the end. I don't need that. This is difficult, because... MSGP rookie. I like Sterry, and I like Blandering. 
Yeah. And they both listen to his show on, a, on occasion. Yeah. So, not sure what to do here. Vlandering is obviously the one on paper. Yeah. So, I'll go Vlandering. Yeah. One thing which, um, for both riders, is they both got the building stature to, um, and the engines, I guess, to, uh, to run well on the 450. Did you say the engines? Yeah. Stamina. Oh. Strength, stamina, you know. I'm not saying that they're a diesel engine. I'm just saying that they're, they're both... I think they'll both be very, very good on a 450. I think they'll be better on a 450 than they would on a 250. Cool. At cave.michael said, what is the delay in DRT announcing their lineup for 2020? Well, they've got... The- is SD distracted by a possible return of Matley to the GP calendar? Now, two things. One... I know what's going on with Matley for the GP, but it's not been announced yet and it should be announced in 20 minutes. So we may get to it on this podcast or we may not. I'm not sure. I'm hoping we will. But secondly, old Michael left this comment on the MX Vice Instagram and I'm sure to his surprise, Steve Dixon replied to it. Oh, very cool. So rather than us doing anything here, let's have, yeah, let's listen to Steve. I'll just read his reply because Dixon replied, maybe riders can't be announced because of contracts, wink face. But rest assured, by the 31st, season will be exciting. Michael replied. Thanks for the speedy response, Steve. And Steve never replied to him again. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Check out Ivo. Oh, wow. He's yeah. had his nose straightened by the looks of it. Um, Tom... So Monticelli has just had an operation. Brilliant. That's great. Um, Successful nose operation. The next fight in November. Brilliant. Uh, Tom Grimshaw, 61. Thoughts on giving one extra championship point to the person with the fastest lap like Formula One? First of all, I had no clue Formula One did this. Did you? Um, probably, yeah. No, you didn't. You actually didn't, did you? Yeah, but you know nothing about any sports outside of <laughs> But you Macross. can't say that now if you didn't know that either. So one, one of the things which I think they should do is, I don't think fast as that they should get a point, but I think qualifying they should. No, but they, did, they tried that, remember? I know. But it's like, why are they having a fucking race on a Saturday which has no value? They, they obviously fought that. That's why they added points, but then the teams kicked off. Which I understand because oh, do I understand? But what the hell's the, the why have a race? Because it's a nothing race on a Saturday. It's not though, is it? Like on certain tracks, it does. And to be fair, but why are you having a actually, race on a Saturday, which you which gets nothing? Do you reckon? Do you reckon they get bonuses like cash bonuses from no. the teams for winning a qualifying race? No, they fucking don't. Do you no, know no, no one cares about a qualifying 100%, race. I'm gonna text a few people. Hundred percent. No one gives a fuck about a qualifying race. It doesn't mean anything. So, but you still uh, how get... many points do you get on a fucking Sunday for winning the qualifying race? All right. No, I just think it's the most... I, don't get me wrong. I love watching the qualifying race because it's an extra race. Yeah, exactly. It's That's like free races. Because I remember being back... I remember back in the day, in 2005, when I was a young whippersnapper at Matchams and stuff. Well, actually, they had MX2 qualifying races there. But still, like, the MXGP riders or MX1 riders, they just had practice, practice, time practice. And it was, it was, pra- it was free practice pre-qualifying practice, then time practice. I'd just spend a whole day watching practice. Like, come on. Do you, do you know like, what I think they should do? This would be my opinion, right? Okay, you don't know what to do with the qualifying race. No, I think, everyone, I think, the, I think it works. No one's complaining about the qualifying race. But it's a nothing race. You get injured in the qualifying race, it rules you out for the yeah, points you could, races. You could argue that you'd get injured more if it was a time practice because you're trying to hang it out for a lap. Really? You're still trying to go fast and battle people? I think, I don't think, I've never heard anyone complain about there being qualifying well, races. Well, I am. Okay, brilliant. I like I the qualifying race. I just find it pointless. I think part of the wear and tear on bikes. You know, wear and tear on the riders. What? Why don't they just uh, or or? Can you just let me fucking finish for once? Other way of looking at it. That's it. 
I'm doing point. Honestly, I'm doing point counterpoint. I can't even fucking finish. Oh, because you're going to move off your point. You no, said, I'm not. My you, point is, is why don't they have free races and the qualifying <laughs> race is points? So instead of having two races in a weekend, have free races. But that's what they do. One of them's called a qualifying race. But you get fuck all for it. So that should just be but Moto One, and on the same. Sunday should be Moto Two and Free. By the way, seeing as you didn't let me say my point previously, I now can't say it because Just, it's moved. The conversation. No, no moved point on. me being here. Absolutely zero um, points. So as well as having Phillips show, everybody. as well as having free points, free points for paying races at the GPs. How is this going to work? So next year, twenty twenty, we're having free points paying races at each GP, and don't turn your camera off. I'm not. I'll stop talking. Um, as well as having free points paying races at a GP, you're also going to be running the nations before the end of a GP season. <laughs> Oh. I'm not listening to you. Next question. Okay. Um, but part of the reason that I think that Formula One has to do that is because there's just one race, I believe. <laughs> so you've kind of, because there's only one race, you've kind of got to add little gimmicks like that. But because we've got two motos, yeah. that's kind of our variation in points. Because yeah, so, having... for, so Formula One, they get, they, get point, they, get, they get points for the qualifying on Saturday, yeah. Do they? Yeah. Do they? They've always got points. Or, or is this what it when, it... when Tom says points for the fastest lap, does he mean the fastest lap in qualifying? Do you get a point for that instead of the fastest lap in the race? I don't feel like we're qualified to talk about this. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> it's been a long time since I watched... Last time I watched Formula 1 was when actually people overtook. Oh. And then since everybody just, you know, just whatever they do, um, fuck about, and the person with the biggest money wins, then, um, yeah... I lost interest. Uh, Ivana Jakov said... Sorry? <laughs> I've won a, Ivana Jakov? No, Ivana Jakov. Ivana Jakov. Jokov. You're just pronouncing it wrong. Someone's put a funny <laughs> name in and you just tried to say it differently. No, I don't think I have to have a funny name. It's can... someone's Instagram. Hang on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that could be Ivana Jurkov. No, because it's someone's Instagram handle. Really? What, a real name? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Exactly. I'm trying to keep the show afloat. You're trying to kill it. Which MXGP regulars, if any, are doing Paris Supercross and Geneva? Yeah, he's actually foreign because he spelt Geneva, Geneve. Oh. Which is how you do it if you're from Switzerland or France, isn't it? I do apologize. It hasn't got an R in. So it's, it's it Jekov, not Jerkov. It has got an R in it. But it does sound oh. like, because we've been doing these funny, I've been doing these yeah. funny names. You've in, done enough damage. Like Ivana Jerkov. Okay. Can Lewis pull some strings to make Hurlings race Paris? I could try. I could, bring K- I could bring KTM, see if they can bring a bike. To, for you to race Paris? No, to make Hurlins race Paris. Oh. I could try. Why not? No, um... How do you think Hurlins would do, Supercross? Yeah, would do all right, wouldn't he? Give him some time, I reckon he'd surprise. Not win Paris, but he'd be in amongst it. I don't think there really are any MXGP regulars doing Paris and Geneva. Apart from the normals, like uh, Tixia. There's no one exciting. Paris is looking good, though, with Reed, Savarchi... Ferrandis. Barsha... Ferrandis, mothers that I'm forgetting. But yeah, Paris is looking really good. I can't remember what the lineup is for Geneva. But. At Eugenio Maggio said, is Sanai staying with Dixon MXGP or doing PC support in the USA? Once again, sent in a question for the podcast, but do you not listen to the podcast? Because this was on the podcast recently. Yeah. I guess we're Are you getting, on about I guess um, we're getting, Darian's... Yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're getting... Actually, I shouldn't say this because I guess we're getting new listeners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so well, I've listened. Yeah. Sorry for shouting at you on your first time. So, so what we do know is that we, we don't 100% know Steve is giving Darian and supporting Darian with help with the West Coast, West Coast Supercross. 
but we know that um, Darian in Nixon from Monster have, have kind of put a little privateer effort together. And um, maybe they're being assisted by Steve as in um, parts and engine and stuff like that. We're not sure. We have to clarify that with Steve, but I know that was his intention. He quite liked the idea of it. Was this not a question to ask in your interview? Uh, not to Steve Dixon. I didn't oh, interview Steve yeah, Dixon. But wouldn't Aaron Nixon not have known? Um, I didn't want to put him on the spot. Okay. Final question. Kevin C430 said, long term, is it Harrop, Horgamo, or Hoffa, and why? Oh, good one. Do you know, I've got to say this, I really like Horgamo. Really, like, as well as being an exceptional talent, he is just super polite, super, like, great mannerisms, everything else, just really, really good kid. So just want to put it out there because, you know, some riders get like a, you know, diff- a rough ride and stuff like that. But Kevin Orgmo, awesome kid. Really, really good. Like he's the sort of person, is a sponsor's dream. So, um, you know, if he's got some sponsors and I know that his YouTube channel goes um, quite well. So if you've not uh, listened to that, seek that out on YouTube, uh, Kevin Horgmo, where he does vlogs. Really, really good rider. Um, I think he's got huge, he's got huge potential. The stuff that the races I've seen with Hoffer, he huge potential as well. So. I don't know between the two of them who's going to go um, further. You, you, it's, it, it's who can make that jump into MX2. And Horgmo's kind of, was it, is it, did he propose a SIP? Was it a SIP for? Where? I don't know. Was I that his best, best result of the year I can't in MX2? Remember. I think I'm pretty sure was, he had a top six or something. I mean, unless, that, unless that was a qualifying race. But um, and there, that's an, that obviously means nothing. And then Harrop, I mean, you were convinced Harrop was going to get a podium by the end of this year. Yeah. It was hard. What do you think is the most craziest thing? Harrop getting a podium or Paul Ann winning a race? Actually, looking back now, who would you said who's the most mentalist out of both of us? Probably Paul Ann. Fuck off. You're actually going to sit there. And- Harrop was on the podium in the, in, in the international Italian races. Behind uh, but- Prado, beating Gertz, Watson, and people, and people, and people. Right. So. Okay. Um, so you still stand by that? Yeah. If, um, if it- anybody else would like to... That's actually quite a cool, cool question. No, it's not. Um, you can win a Lewis Sucks t-shirt. <laughs> oh, no one's going to get that. Why? Because you don't send out prizes. <laughs> I do. I've got loads of prizes there. Yeah, you've got loads of prizes here because you don't <laughs> send them out. I've got to send them out. we get Rob to do it. Rob, you need to send prizes out. Lewis Sucks t-shirt. I'll pick one. Interesting. Do you think my idea of Paul Ann winning a, a podium or... Winning a podium. Sorry, winning a race or um, Harrop with a podium uh, was the most uh, silliest thing this year? Prediction-wise. If I had to answer that question, yep. I'd probably say Hoffer purely because he's on a factory KTM and I think that gives you a leg up as far as progress goes. Mm-hmm. And he could really stay with factory KTM his entire career. It wouldn't surprise me. He's Austrian. True. So yeah, that's my uh, thought process behind that one. Yeah, which is a very sensible thought process. Yep. Yeah, that's it for questions. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to say is that, I didn't know if you knew, Lewis, but this weekend is the Western Beach Race. Um, no. Um, so I'm going to be going there with my colleague Andrew Conway and Sophie McGinn. I'm not going. Lewis isn't going. Personal choice. A, because he's not, he doesn't, anytime he goes out at Worthing, he usually gets a nosebleed anyway. So twice in one week would be well, bad. Okay. And uh, Sean and Wes are having a weekend off. So um, because you guys were supposed to be going to Max Anstey's wedding, weren't you? I guess so. Yes. And going to Monster Energy Cup, but because of, I don't know. Um, money issues. Money issues. And obviously your cocaine abuse. Yeah. That, um, Vegas is not a good place for you. Yeah. Actually, I guess I should start, I can say this on here. Max and Millie are getting married next Wednesday. Yes. So I'd like to say on behalf of myself on this podcast, congratulations. And I hope they have a great day. Yeah. See, see Max, how he's just said on behalf of this podcast and he's done it himself. 
because this is the Lewis Phillips podcast I said show. I said behalf of... I said, didn't I no, say... No, you said yourself. And not everyone else. No, was, no, no oh, well, you I'm didn't. I'm saying it. I ain't giving everyone else credit for what I'm saying. You're such a tosser. Um, we've got a bit of predicament. Oh, what? Well, the show's over. Yeah. But I've been told that the calendar's going to get released at 4pm and that's 10 minutes away, so <laughs> what do we do? Okay, so we're going to go for some adverts. Do we have any more adverts? <laughs> yeah, Rob's going to run a couple of adverts and you guys are going to have to listen to see if we're going to do the calendar after or not. So we might be back, we may not. So say bye, Lewis. So this, the show, this might actually just be the end of the show. Or it could be a little <laughs> surprise and it could be an added extra. It's called an Easter egg, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is such a mess. This is such no, a mess. No, the only thing wants a message, your hair. Oh, see you in a minute, Lewis. Bye. The MX Vice Show. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK, Talon wheels, sprockets, footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. 24MX is Europe's biggest e-commerce store carrying every product you need for your dirt bike. Their on-site part finder will help you quickly find what you need to upgrade your dirt bike. Don't miss out on the weekly deals with prices that are unprecedented in the industry. Shop today at 24MX.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. And here we are, Lewis. We are back. We're back. We said bye and we are back. And that is because... The calendar's out. Hey. Hey. And how excited are you? I'm not excited. I'm just relieved because I've been waiting for this fucker for like three weeks. Yep. Did you want to tell everybody that you got it up first? I got it up first. (laughs) So proud. You yeah. should see the grin on his face from getting it up first. I'd like to thank my friends at Youthstream yep. for answering my many, many emails about yep. the calendar. Was it around about in the 15 la- emails In you the sent? last two days, I think I've sent seven emails asking what time's the calendar going to be announced. What time's the- they must really like you well, kind of being I on the back it, all the time. I think it shows that I'm keen yeah. to promote yeah. their series. Mental as but, well. Yeah, I got told on Monday that Matt Lee was going to be the first round. So I've been like excited for everyone to find that out since. Yeah, but um, what about all the people that moaned about a British GP going off the calendar? Do you think they're going to come back? They better. Well, you've got to put all your money where your mouth is now, haven't you? Well, yeah. But the funny thing is, so I put it on MX Vice before, seven minutes ago, and there's a fair few comments already. And everyone's moaning that the weather's going to be shit. But we got a GP. Should we just take that? You know what's weird? What? No one ever moans about the weather for Hawkstone. When Hawkstone put, oh, the Hawkstone International will be on... The 8th of February this year. No one ever comments, the weather will be shit. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, really weird. Strange old people. Mm. Right, let's talk calendar. First time that the, cal- uh, the season's going to start in Europe since 2012. Wow. I think it's, yeah, I think the first round since 2015 that I won't be there. You were there in 2015. Okay, since 2014. No, nope, 2016, you missed it. Okay. Oh no, 2017. Oh no, actually, you didn't go to the first round last year. Yeah, I did. 2018. Argentina. It was just me and Sean. No, it was just me and Sean. Oh, this year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to be away. Yeah, James has, James has a previously booked holiday, which now collides with Matley. Yeah, I just can't believe my luck. Um, so, of all the fucking GPs to miss, I could have had money on that it was going to be Argentina. So, question. Damn it. How much does this kill the Hawkstone International? It definitely has an impact, but... Because realistically, the earliest that the Hawkstone International will go is the first weekend in February. Because they've never gone January, and I can't imagine they will now, especially considering that's when the Italian Championship starts. Well, if I was Hawkstone, I would change my date to 24th of February. Why? The week before Hawkstone. What? No. I have the Hawkstone the week before the GP. No, because 
you've got to think fans. No one's going to pay for both of those. They're great for teams and riders. Yeah, but I, I don't think so. I don't okay. think they do. Because what are they going to do? Bring their trucks and then stay in the UK for a week? Yeah. No. There's Stonehenge, Wookiee Caves. Exactly. Gonna, There's a lot of stuff to do, do here. Do oh, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I'm excited. You're 130 days now. You've got something to look forward to. Well, actually... So, let's, uh, for people like Great Britain, the Netherlands, Patagonia, Trentino, Spain, Portugal, France, Italy, Germany, Russia, Latvia, Jakarta, Indonesia, Czech Republic, Belgium, Sweden, Finland, Turkey, China, Imola, which is Emilia, Romagna, and then we finish off 27th of September in France, or There's one bit of this calendar that scares the shit out of me. Um, um, just one? Yep. Okay. The final three rounds, Turkey, China, and Italy, yep. are back-to-back-to-back, and then the Nations is a week after that. Yep. So the final three rounds and the Nations are all are four weekends in a row. Well, I might need a holiday after that. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing as well is um, for, the, for the teams out there and the riders which are doing European-only series, you're going to be, you're going to have a break with um, Indonesia. Nice. But then what nice. you're going to have, <laughs> what you're going to have is uh, you're going to have from Czech up to Finland and then from the 23rd of August, you're possibly not going to ride until the last round, which is the 20th of September. So you're going to have a month off the bike. Well, a month off the GPs off the, off the bike before you go back to Imola. So something to think about there for the European, um, the European only riders and obviously teams. But I think uh, I think for privateer teams, it's it's manageable. Yeah, obviously, it's yeah. not considering at one point. So this is where we were at. Australia was going to happen or not going to happen, but that was kind of the favourite to be the first round initially. Yeah, they were waiting for government back in. Yeah, but now that seems like that just didn't happen. So Australia's gone. Then at the Nations, I got told that there was a chance it would be either Mexico or Brazil for the first round which would make sense because then you would go from there to Argentina. Yep. But obviously that's coming out of nowhere. And then on Monday, my source randomly messaged me saying, yeah, British GP. I don't know if I can say my source because they technically shouldn't have to- they told me to- They told me in confidence, which means I shouldn't tell- say who they were. Technically well, because they- you haven't named them yet. You're okay, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well so, done. So yeah, I got told that Matley was the first round and basically since then I've just been sat waiting because I just knew this would be an explosion of stuff on yeah. social media. And stuff in your pants as well. So the interesting thing here is they've, they've put a week either side of Argentina as well. So it gives the teams, fans, riders and everything to a week before Argentina, a week after a gap. So it gives you a chance to get to Argentina and get back again. Because that is, pr- I've been on that journey this year and <laughs> it's pretty horrific. Yeah. Um, to be fair, there's always a week break between yeah. those. Uh, there always is between every flyaway. Yeah, well, there's not, yeah. We've actually, oh, there's, there's another scary bit on this calendar. Okay. 5th of, June, 5th of July. Palambang, 26th yep. of July, lock it. There's two weekends off there. Yeah, what are you going to do? I didn't sign off on that. Well, there might be a British Championship round in there for you for that one. I fully support the British Championship and nothing that they do. Yeah, you little bun licker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that I got thrown under the bus. Actually, you can say things and I actually get a blame from. Mm-hmm. Do you feel good about yourself, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Yeah, so what are you scared about Matley being the first of March? I don't know. I think Matley is a great start. To be fair, no, like home and motocross, weather-wise, weather-wise, nah, it is what it is, isn't it? There is a chance it could snow, but then there's a chance, like there's a chance it could have snowed this year and it was fine. There's a chance it could be frosty in a nice summer and a nice yeah. kind of spring day. What would this do for the pro- the only thing that because I would say that there would be a lot of fans there from abroad being yeah. the first round because yeah. European fans have had to wait since 2012 to get a first round in Europe yeah. again, so there should be so many people. 
Because there's nothing like, I was explaining it to someone the other day. You go to the first round, when the riders roll out of pit lane onto the track for the first lap of free practice, there's so much like, fucking hell, here we go. Yeah. Whereas at a normal GP, they roll out onto free practice and you're like, yeah, when's the race going to start? Yeah. But when you, for the very first time, when they roll out onto the track and free practice at the first round, yeah. it's generally just like, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, and this is the start. What I love about it is all the new gear, all the new bikes. It's the first new time you trucks, get to see new. everything in one place because you get to see little bits, but it's not quite right. When you get to Hawkstone, they're still, still working on stuff. When you get to, pretty much when you get to Hawkstone, people are still putting stickers on bikes. Yeah. Uh, literally. Yeah, let, they're out of sprinters. Like, it's not yeah. the same. But great event. Great event. But. Yeah, great event. But it's going to be exciting to see this at Matterley. I don't care about the weather. Um, it'd be great if it's, if it's nice, but however, I'm not going to be there. So I'm actually quite pissed off now. Thanks for your support. Yeah, quite um, pissed off. You miss Matley a lot, don't you? Yeah, because I, when, uh, well, when you year when I was working for Pierce out to do Wurzburg. Yeah, but in the other year, you were on holiday for Matley as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, this year was the first year you went to Matley in like three years or something. Oh. But yeah, the only thing that I, I would think that a lot of fans would travel over for Matley, but if Vulcan Swords a week after... Will, like, the French, the Belgians, the Dutch just go, ah, we'll just wait for round two? Maybe, but, mate, I don't think so. I think because it's round one, like you say, the excitement, people and will make the trip. to be fair, I've got on a little sneaky look at the prices for the British GP. Yeah. And they're looking cheap. What's the prices? I don't know if it's official. You, you find the prices? No, but it's not. Isn't it on the website? No, I got kind of told backhand. Well, oh, right. Can you not message Steve or Bradley now and find out what the prices are? Valkensvard is obviously the 8th of March. Which Apparently, is I got told that the early bird ticket for an adult weekend ticket would be 45 quid. Bargain. Yeah, that's fine, isn't it? Bargain. Children fiver. Children fiver. All day long. All day long. You're not going to go anywhere cheaper for a weekend. No. Hotels are cheaper at that time of year. Yeah. Because that's actually one thing I've learned. That's blown so you're going to put the holiday in now? The holiday in next to a track. Yeah. I already tried when I found out on Monday. It was still bloody expensive. And you want Because originally I thought there was a chance I was being dicked around. Yeah. And do you want to know how I knew it was true? I went on to booking.com to book the holiday next to the track and it said three rooms left. And I was like, that's because Ustream have already got it for that date. Uh, okay. And I was like, so it is the first round. Yeah. But Little one tip there if you want to find out when, uh, wherever Ustream uh, book, it's just try and go on booking.com and try and book something uh, close to those dates. <laughs> one, um, one thing that I kind of learned and was surprised by when I started doing this job is hotels in England are so much more expensive than going to like France, Belgium, Italy for a weekend. But at that time of year, they'll be cheaper as well. Yeah. Flights, well, flights don't matter today because everyone's going to be coming from England. But yeah. still, I think it's all good. I mean, I like this. Great Britain, Netherlands, Argentina. Um, I, three great tracks. You go to Trentino. I like that track as well. I don't well. want to be overdramatic. If the fans don't support the British GP this time, after having it taken away, it being the first round, I genuinely think we may just lose it forever. Do you know what? I, I, I think we deserve to lose it forever. If people can't literally go to the Great Britain GP and support it this year after nearly losing it, then we deserve to lose it. And you it. know what? If you're not going to go because it's cold and you'd rather it be in June, that just means you want to go for a piss-up, really. Yeah. Like if, you actually, if you're actually a true like want to go for motocross, that's the best thing you could possibly have. Yeah. The first, how many people in their lifetime get to experience the first round of a GP? Very, very few people. No. Like it's probably, I don't know, um, where hasn't, there's probably Germans. Yeah. Like, Tushintol's never been the very first round. And the other good thing, we've got the EMX 125 as well. And, so the, w, the, and the WMX. Because there's hundreds of thousands of two-stroke levers out there. So they're all going to be going to Matterley to watch the EMX 125, aren't they? Yeah. And you've got to think about it. If it's quite soft, moisture in the ground, etc., yeah. Matley could actually be quite good because you'd get long ruts up and down the hills. <laughs> like, it'd be actually quite a good technical track if it yeah. gets quite soft. I'm very excited. So, 
I've talked about Great Britain, Netherlands, well, well, Argentina, you... Trentino, Spain, TBA. Any well, ideas? I heard, I heard it would be at. Um, is there a mo- is there a road race place called Motorland? Something like that. I don't know. I think there is, but apparently there's a place. There's a road race place called Motorland. Motorland. I don't know. I'm not clued up to stuff in Spain, but they've actually got like everyone's going to go. Oh fucking hell! Here we go. Road race track. Apparently, there's actually a full blown motocross track off to the side, like natural and everything. Ah, cool. I've seen. Someone showed me photos of it. Who was that? I don't know. Okay. But yeah, uh, so I've, that's where I've heard that. So that's be. a possibility. And I then think, we've got I think it will be there. Aguada, we like that. Yep, I love St. John, oh, I love that track. There is an interesting one. Aguada, when I first went there, I was shocked at how little fans they get in that part of the world. Because yeah. it isn't rammed. If you put in Spain the week before, you kind of, they're competing against each other a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But so, the reason why they've done that is because logistics for teams. Yeah, of course. Yes. And it, to be fair, if you're a fan from another part of the world, go to Spain, still, have a week holiday, go to Portugal. Still play, a plane journey, isn't it? Uh, looking at this... Uh, then we've got the return, 17th of May, Majority. Well, before that, um, St. John's the 10th of May, and that's really early for France. Mm-hmm. France is usually end of May, beginning of June. So that's an interesting one. So, and we've got three back-to-backs. So we've got May, uh, 10th of May, France. We've got 17th of May, Italy. 24th of May, Germany. It's a little bit all three, over Europe, but it's Three great enough. tracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, and that, that's going to be quite a pinnacle in both championships. You can put a run together in those three GPs back-to-back. In that period, there's actually five EMX Open rounds in a row. So, oh, this, that's interesting. So we've got, how many, we've got, for the EMX Open, we've got one, two, three, four, five, it looks like six rounds of EMX Open. First round is going to be in France. And only three rounds of EMX 2T. Oh, yeah. The first round's Trentino, the 5th of April. The second round is Lockett on the 26th of July. Hmm. Uh, and the final round is Finland, so they're not going back to Turkey. Yeah. WMX, WMX are in Turkey again, as they were this year. EMX opens in Turkey, which is interesting. I think um, the EMX two-stroke is, uh, I think, was, was quite poorly supported this year. But uh, it was. At the, at the proper European tracks at the beginning of the year, it was decent lineups. Yeah, but, but it's always the same. Not, Everything is. It's not getting the buzz, maybe, as, the other, as much buzz as the other EMX classes. Maybe no. that's it. It, I'd like to see. I'm actually really interested in seeing the the, the first entry list of EMX Open. Yeah, that's I, what I'm interested. I'm in. gonna you know I'm gonna try and do an interview with David Longo now, but I want to ask him like like completely transparent. What is this EMX Open class? Because I feel like everyone's got a different idea. Well, for for me, my idea of EMX Open is there's going to be a lot of riders who are not going to go, who are not going to get full fifty rides, or it could be those national championship riders who want to step up, but MXGP is too costly. Yeah. Is it, is it a £1,000 entry fee? I don't know. I'm guessing EMX Open is probably like €300. Euros. So when you start weighing this up, um, one thing which I'm really a little bit disappointed about is that they haven't got the EMX Open round starting at Matterley. Why? Because I think that that would have been uh, literally 40 riders on the line. Yeah, but you could say the same about anywhere. In France, it's, France is their first round. That will be 40 riders on the line. Yeah. I, I actually think this could be, this group being being. Uh, the EMX Open, this this class coming in, I think is genius because it does it. People who can't afford to do that that MX One champion, the MXGP championship, because of the cost and 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 also the level of riding. The the top fifteen is ridiculous, but the EMX Open could be a very very good championship. And then um in two Indonesias again, Jakarta, which yeah. is a new one, that replaces Semarang, same promoter. So that guy's just basically taking his race to a more populated part of the country. Uh, 10 million people, I think, in Jakarta. Yeah. 
Uh, not sure what the track will be like. And then we go to Palembang, which is interesting because the, the plot of land that Palembang was built on this year is supposedly going to be used for housing. But the only reason they use that land is because the bit of land nearby that they were going to use, there'd been so much rain that it was like a swamp and they couldn't actually get in there to build a track. So I wonder if next year we're just going to attempt to go back to where the track was supposedly going to be rather than next to the hotel. Into the swamp. Although I would quite like it to be next to the hotel because that was convenient for me. Yeah. I've got to be honest, I have, there's not one part of me which will be wanting to go or stepping foot in Indonesia. You so, said you wanted to go to Indonesia. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not, gonna, I'm not no. it's never going to happen. Okay. Yeah. And then Lommel on the first weekend in August, which it just it seems like it will be forever and ever and ever. Do you know what? I love Lommel. It's one of my favorite races to go to. You can never see anything because it's not very good for viewing. I'll tell you what, though. But I love Lommel. I reckon this calendar is pretty spot on as far as logistics go. Like, yeah, they, this really favours the teams. Like Sweden and Finland together, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, Turkey on the way to China, that's nice. Spain and Portugal. France, Italy, Germany, that's a nice little run. Britain and then the Netherlands, that's nice. Like, yeah. It all, there isn't anything that stands out. Like when the calendar for last year got announced, I looked at it and I was like, oh no. Like, oh, yeah. Whereas this one, I'm just looking at it and I'm kind of like, yeah, that's, that works. Yeah. Um, and I know people are very nervous about making plans because they think it's going to change again. This is going to be it. There might, maybe there'll be the one nip or tuck, but there won't be any. Like, Matley will now be the first round. This is pretty much set in stone. I'll tell you what's gone. Switzerland was down, as a team, was down on the initial calendar. Okay, so it looks like that's not happening. So that Britain's replaced that. And uh, oh, I like Switzerland. <laughs> is it 20 rounds? Yeah. Okay. So back to 20 which seems to be the number that you stream like. Name five races on that calendar that you're most looking forward to. Go. Well, I would have said Great Britain, but I'm on holiday, so um, that, that's, I'm a bit, little bit gutted about that. Valkensvard, I'm not... I'm excited about that because I love that, and that's probably going to be my first round. The Argentina track is fantastic. However, I don't fancy the 67 hours journey there and back. Spain would be interesting because I've not been to Spain to watch GP yet. Okay, let's do it this way. What you, ones am I looking forward to? Yeah, no, you don't go to every round. Yeah. Looking at that calendar, what yeah. are five races that in your head you're like, I'm going to do those? Okay, so it's going to be uh, Valkensvard. So you're going to join us for round two? Yeah, I'll be there for round two. Slightly late, but... <laughs> i got to say Portugal was good. I really liked Portugal. Great track, so... So after saying you've never been to Spain to watch a GP, <laughs> that won't change things here either. That might do. It might do. But look, if, it, like, if you're, you're telling me five, yeah, yeah. If I'm, choose, I'm probably going to go to attempt 10 GPs next year. Oh yeah, say five then that you're going to... So, so five will be definitely 100% Netherlands, Portugal, France, Italy. You, you cannot not go to Majora. If you've never been to Majora, seriously, just book a holiday now. Um, take the wife, take the kids, or just go on your own. Have an argument a day before and then just go um, without the wife, whatever you want you to do, but you need to go to Majora. Oh, just, I love Germany, Tushintau. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I enjoy the weekend, you know, with all this. Like, it's, it's, it's great fun and, and everything else. Latvia, the, the only thing with Latvia just kills me, that drive to the track from Riga. I've done it so many times that I'm just so fed up with it and all the speed cameras. Sweden, I really liked Udavella. That was, that was a different weekend. Uh, and Belgium, I'll definitely go to. Nice. And I've got no interest in going to Imola as that nearly killed our business last year when everything was stolen. Uh, China's not going to happen. Turkey's not going to happen. Oh, Finland. I'd like to go to Finland. So six. But I'll probably go to that. I'm, I'm going to choose 10 to go to. Okay. Strategically for business. If you and... could let me know because I'm going to book hotels this weekend. So. No problem. I'll give you my list. Um, for myself. Yep. I'm looking forward to Spain. I like going to Spain. Yep. That's Spain, Portugal together. Sounds quite nice. 
Yeah. I might even stay in Spain for that week. Oh, wow. Um, Look at you. Yep. Might treat myself. Then we've, uh, yeah, Majora will be good. Kegums. Oh, can't wait for Kegums. I like the chocolate. Just... I'm a big fan of barley, so I'll go to Indonesia. Okay. Um. <laughs> what about Jakarta though? Jakarta's quite busy. Are you going to be okay with that? It smells a bit. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yeah, you, it takes me. A while, it takes me a while to get used to the smell in Jakarta. I think you said that you come out the airport and you literally just Gagged. yeah, yes, yeah. Your gag reflexes kicked in. Yeah, the second I entered fresh air. So that may be an issue. I don't know, but that's why I'm on this podcast to just let everyone know my struggles and my challenges yeah. and how I managed to push through them. And your TripAdvisor ratings. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Turkey. I sadly missed that this year, so I'm very excited to go back there. And Sweden. Oh, what happened in Turkey? Was you ill? Yeah, that's okay. when I went to hospital. Rest oh. in peace. Oh, yeah. But um, the great thing is, is that you're all better now. And the question is, will I get a visa for Russia this time? I've got eight Wait, months to figure it out. <laughs> well, you, you're actually applying for a second yeah, I'm gonna passport. Yeah, I'm going to do a second passport, actually. Yeah. It's the only way to do really it. really important. It seems like the only way to do it. Yeah. I just need someone to sign a form for me. Okay, if only you knew someone. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I've am got to be honest, I'm happy with this calendar. It looks I just, really good. I don't good for teams, good for fans, good for me. I just don't understand. Like, There's no one in the comments on Facebook saying... Thank God Matley's back. No, everyone's happy. That, no one's saying like, oh my God, Matley is the first round. I can't believe it. I thought there'd be a lot more like, oh my God, but there doesn't seem to be that. Someone's just commented, fuck that. It's like, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> oh no, here we go. Someone's put first round, get in. Good on you, Robert Coles. Well done, Ro- well done, Robbie Coles. Yeah. Right then. British GP is back. Not the best time of year, but happy it's back on. Damn right. Someone's put, it's not massive news if you listen to the MX Vice podcast. Nice. Oh. Someone's all sense. Someone's put going to be a cold one. No shit. Right. I'm bored. Let's go. There is an, another thing that's interesting. See. Some of us have got life outside um, of this. Russia is Orleo knock again next to the children's school. And the where, Russian, where are you going with this? The Russian promoter was at the Nations and said that he had uh, two new tracks lined up in Moscow and St. Petersburg. Okay. So I presume we would be going there. Well, to be honest, if, if it's happening in St. Petersburg or Moscow, I'm in. Why? Because that's two places I want to visit. Really? Yeah. Oh, you better get a second passport then. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm, if it, I'm, I'm there. If okay. it's either of those places, I'm there because I can do a little well, bit of sightseeing, turn up for a couple of hours and then go back to I'd appreciate that because I'd really like some, some bodyguardness with yeah, me in Russia. Cool. Yeah. But wow, here we go. 2020, the countdown is on. Hold on. Hold on. I can't explain to you. 128 days, 12 hours, 58 minutes, and 19 seconds. A little bit later when you listen to this podcast, but uh, yeah. Very excited. So thanks ever so much this week for uh, joining us, hearing us rabbit on about um, I don't really know what we've achieved today. (laughs) Nothing, nothing. People are going to be absolutely piss bored with this podcast. But there we go. Thanks ever so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Say bye, Liz. See ya. The The MX Vice Show. 24MX is Europe's biggest e-commerce store, carrying every product you need for your dirt bike. Their on-site part finder will help you quickly find what you need to upgrade your dirt bike. Don't miss out on the weekly deals with prices that are unprecedented in the industry. Shop today at 24MX.com.